Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And we are back. I know a lot of you thought we were dead, but here we are, <laughs> rising like a phoenix out of the ashes. We have returned. Uh, we will give explanations on our what we did on our long break here shortly. But uh, before we start, can I ask you please, once again, to... Rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And now Spotify has added a feature for all you Spotify listeners that you can give us a follow there. So you can uh, go to our show page, and there's a little follow button right there. You can give us a follow there so you can get updated when we uh, release new episodes every two months. Um, so, yeah, do that for us. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, at Mild and Lazy, um, so you can see what's going on over there. Um but yeah, so I think that's it for the housekeeping stuff. Um, so, what have you been up to, man? Well, we had the baby. Yep. Baby's we a, here. We got a baby. He's one month old today, and we finally decided we're going to keep him. Yeah. Today was the day to make the decision. and yeah, we're They gonna, give you a 30-day. Yep. Return policies up after day, so we're going to keep him. Went with the name Owen. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, not a big fan of the middle name, Owen Lucas. Okay, that was more Claire's call, so y'all write us in and tell us how terrible her decision was for that. No, I'm just kidding. You it's it's a, a good name. You look at a sweet face, and you're not going to. Yeah, and I told her, middle names really aren't that important. Like, I didn't know your middle name until, like, six months ago. No. no. I, I asked a few guys at work yesterday what their middle name was because I was curious. I've worked those guys for, like, eight years. Had no idea. So Pretty sure my names, wife still doesn't know my middle name. It's not important. It's really not. But, um, see, I got my new route. I started that a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's let all me, right. Let me interrupt. So is this Saturday off thing going to be because of the new route? Is that going to be every yeah. Saturday? It's every other. It's oh. weird. I have to build my – it's a six-day – what they call it, K route. So I do six days, and then I do five days. So it's a rotating Saturday because it's considered like a smaller route, mm -hmm. which is bullshit. I don't want to get into because it it's frustrating, but they're not paying it adequately to what it's evaluated at. So that'll that'll change. It'll it'll They'll get it right, and I'll get paid correctly, but I'm not having to use my own car. I filled up one time since we've had our baby. That wow. was like the day after I left the hospital, so I haven't filled up in a month because I live so close. Uh, another advantage is I deliver to our good friend, dear listener, Troy. Get that fucking kid away from me, Elliot. I get to go by his house almost super, every day. Super fan, Little League hating Troy Elliot. <laughs> I mean, just, Shut just up. hates kids, but he's a good guy. <laughs> Actually went by there and saw him and Jenna, and they got to hold Owen for a little bit. Cool, cool. So that was good. Um, it's just a lot of a lot of people, a lot of houses, mm -hmm. so it gets a lot of packages. But I get to use that vehicle. I just put on my earphones and get out as soon as I can, you know, hit the that's streets right. and just cruise. So that's no problem. Um, other thing that I know we were talking about with postponed this, but um, I got COVID. I got the COVID a couple weeks ago. I got it. The, I'm pretty sure it started the day I went back from work after maternity leave because mm -hmm. I woke up. I told Claire I was like sweaty. I was, you know, felt like shit. I was chills. Um, my legs were really tired as if I just like spent all night working out, which if you know me, I would never do that. Yeah. So I was like, my legs were tired. Uh, I went to put in my contact and my contact got like stuck in my eye and stayed stuck in my eye the whole day. I had to put on contacts over it. it took me about 12 hours and I finally plucked the contact out. So it was just a shitty day all around. Um, but I had COVID. I had to call in for like a few days. And just to show you how big of a fat kid I am, I the, my biggest symptoms after that first day was no sense of smell or taste. Mm -hmm. But I'm still sitting around at like 3.30 in the afternoon thinking how good a peanut butter and jelly sandwich sounded, even though I couldn't taste it. And I would yep. go make like a giant, you know, peanut butter and jelly with a big glass of milk. Couldn't taste a thing, but I really enjoyed it. Well, we had something in common because me 
and the wife both caught COVID the day it had to been the day after Christmas. And yeah, uh, I guess my worst symptoms was the body aches. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm telling you I had body aches, my eyelids hurt. Like my eyelashes hurt. Like everything hurt. Uh, the fever wasn't too, too bad. Um, but I've had the lingering chest and cough thing going on. Mm, like it's just kind of, it moved to the chest and then it's just been a hard time like breaking it up. Still? Uh, no, I'm pretty much done with okay, it, but good. I was, I had COVID from pretty much the week in between Christmas and New Year's, and then f- the rest <clears> of the <throat> month was trying to get it out of my chest. A couple doctor visits, some steroids, antibiotics, and then finally, um, finally it's gone. And like you, I lost my sense of my taste and smell, and that was the worst part. I was like. This is a death sentence. It really like, just came back to me. Yeah, like, me in the too. last few, yeah, like, last few days. So yeah, I remember we went to El Phoenix and it was just Sucks. like I was just eating water. Like I couldn't taste anything, dude. <laughs> yeah. It all just tasted the same. Yeah, same thing. But of course, I got to pick up the tab. I don't know about you, but I paid for that when like we went out to tomatoes and I couldn't taste anything, mm-hmm. but I still paid. Yep, <laughs> that sucks. Yep. Um, I even tried. I was shooting whiskey. Like I was like, I'm gonna see how far. So you probably this. get sloppy drunk because you can't. T- it's like drinking water. Dude, like drinking you said. water. I mean, you got you a little bit a chaser. of. You got a little bit of burn, but with your smell and taste gone, no. Yeah, that's a dangerous. Nothing. Yeah, you don't want to do that Nothing, when you yeah. have COVID. Yeah. So I'm like you. I caught COVID, so that delayed us a couple weeks. Um. But yeah. Uh. The worst part was the body aches for yeah. me. For me personally. Uh. But it it ran through our office at work, like our. The director of our department, my boss, he he was out all last week. There was another guy that I share my office with. He he had it the same week I had it, so it just ran through, and now everybody's everybody's back. So, and have you heard like after you get it, and if it's not that severe, like you're almost like not immune, but for like six months, there's mm-hmm. like a period where because your body builds up those natural like yeah. antibodies and stuff yeah cuz someone came over and they're like oh I'm good you know it was my my brother-in-law brought me another test I took three tests and they were all positive just to be sure yeah. before I called yeah. in cuz I didn't want to call in but he was like oh I just got over it he's like here I'll just he just hung out for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and he was like you know I'm good for 6 months yep and that's what I was thinking I'm like well I guess you do have like natural immunity mm-hmm. plus I know he's got the vaccine and everything so we just hung out for a minute it was yeah. pretty cool yeah anything else anything else exciting I mean I don't know how you top a baby but you delivered to Troy Elliott. That's how you top it. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. go by his house every day. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, I just work. I come home. I play Mario Kart with Elizabeth. And, and we make boy. dinner. Yeah, I hold, hold the boy while uh, while Claire's trying to <laughs> get her life together. Like, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. She's just, that baby is just always doing. wants to be held, man. Yeah. Like, she's, she's struggling to get stuff done because she's still trying to be productive and still mm-hmm. trying to work from the house. But he just always wants to be held. And if he's crying and pick him up, he's good. You set him down, he can be fast asleep, but he'll wake up and start crying again. He's just yeah. a needy baby. But, yeah. you know, everyone likes to hold a baby. Mm-hmm. Family's already been over. You know, my grandma got to come over yesterday with my mom and my awesome. gra- my aunt, and they held him for the first time. And my sister's been over a couple times. So Awesome. Everybody loves a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we watch a baby, one of Lauren's coworkers. Um, she has a six, seven-month-old. Little boy, mm-hmm. I just soak it up because Landry's he's seven. Like, he's, he turned seven since we last did a podcast. Yeah, and he's he's just he don't want to snuggle with daddy no more. And it's I don't want to hear about that. It's uh, I can do it, dad, and 
I know, Dad, and whatever, Dad. And, you know, two years ago, Dad was the greatest. Yeah, it's nothing but you're like the hero, and you do everything. But now, uh, whenever we babysit, I soak it up, man. It's just a little little cuddly baby. You can do the same thing here, but I'll say it. I'll say it for the record. Newborn babies are the worst. Because, first of all, they can't do shit. Mm -hmm. All they do is poop and cry. And they're so fragile. Mm-hmm. I just, I, even with my own son, I get nervous holding them because their necks, yep. you know, their neck's not fully formed. They're just jerking around mm-hmm. and just makes me nervous. I'd rather Claire hold the baby or lay with the baby. When they're older, I love them. Oh, I love them now, but I love being with them and doing stuff with Like as soon as they hit when, like that age you're talking more about. pliable, yeah, you know. And right now, like literally, up. Claire could like, when she's holding them, just roll over. You know, I'm not going to say what could happen, but it's dire. Yeah. It's just, they're so fragile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. The first six months are just terrifying to me. Yeah. I can't wait to get past that point, and then we can really start having fun. It, see, and when we first had Landry, I was scared of that, new this stage. The new, oh, it's new terrifying. I, it's terrifying. But looking back, it wasn't that bad because at least, like, up until they get mobile, you can set them down, and you know... They're not going anywhere. <laughs> they can't go anywhere. You know, like you can put them in a little. Yeah. Uh, they can't even roll over at this mm-mm. stage. You no. Know? They're, you, they're that helpless. You can put them in the little play, uh, not play pin, but a little, whatever they call it, like the. Little chair that kind of round bounces. That, or? and you can put it in their little, I guess it's like a pin. <laughs> like On the a, floor that has yeah. like something above them Like the look walls. At. Oh, yeah, know? we already got all that. Yeah, you can put them in there, and if you need Just to run them. to the bathroom or go and check on dinner, you can do that. But once they get mobile, dude, your job becomes exponentially harder because you've got to keep up with everything yeah. yeah oh and i should say nine pounds two ounces he was a big baby who yeah yeah claire you, claire you really did, pushed that thing out you i didn't did. do shit i held a leg up again, again. so i'm officially retiring from my baby delivering days because <laughs> had another prominent you know role in that which you had a front was, row seat <laughs> yep and they kept asking me you want to do this you want to do that i said no i don't just get this thing i don't want to they were like you want a mirror do you want to look at this i said i really don't you want to cut the bill cord? No, I've never done that. Why would I start now? Uh, I cut Landry's. No, yeah, I'm I good. Landry's. I, I, I politely declined all all advances they wanted. And they're like, okay, well, some guys like to do. Yeah, uh, well, I'm not some guys. Nope. I was like, I'll go wait in the waiting room for all I care. There's, I it was bowl season. Leave. I think the the what's it called the cheese it bowls on. I was like, I'll go watch that. Y'all tell me when you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's just I'll not go for 1950s me, on your ass real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go out for a carton of milk and just yeah. won't come back. Uh, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, I, I caught COVID. Uh, started school. Yeah, that's big, man. That's yeah, good. Yeah, uh, it's taken me a month to try to figure out. You know, like okay, when can I just schedule everything out? Like okay, can I get home and do dinner? And then what time do I fit this in and that in? And okay, well this these things are due then. And so now I've kind of got my legs under me, and so yeah, that's I should be good. You know to. Uh, get a normal schedule going with this so yeah yes yeah. this is on a saturday like morning afternoon yeah, so we're doing 11 30 yeah so a, going forward it was just going to be a sporadic schedule yeah, so yeah we'll see what happens this okay. might be our last episode yeah you never know farewell episode guys. <laughs> it could be man um all right so i think since this is the first time we've gotten together for a show since christmas i think we've got some christmas gifts yeah uh, it's our annual christmas uh gift you should have put your bag closer. You're going to have to yeah, get up for I'm that. I'm going to have to take off my headphones. Yeah, you, you didn't think that one through, no, did you? No, I didn't. I put mine right here next no, to me because I'm mild and I'm lazy. Dumb and lazy. All right. How do you want to do this? Oh, I hand you that big bag. I got a couple for you. Oh, God. Nice, pretty bag. 
uh, I, I couldn't. This is obviously done by me. So you get a Father's Day bag that I had laying around. <laughs> yeah, that's why mine's the purple leaf flower bag. Yeah. Just don't wrap presents. Actually, I'm pretty good at it. I, I wrapped Claire's and I was getting into it. As long as they're like nice square rectangles, I can't do like, you know, no, I can't do magic, but. I'm, I was kind of getting into it. Like you said, you kind of you know pour yourself a drink, put yeah. on a little music. Yeah. I, was, I took a good like hour and yeah. just wrapped presents, uh, probably Christmas Eve. Yeah, I don't. I I look like mine look like a combination of like Stevie Wonder and Michael J. Fox. Like the cuts are all jagged, and it's just like if I can fold it over and make it nothing. It doesn't look pretty, but I think Lauren appreciates that. Yeah, I it really is. It really is. Wrap it. I don't have like my sister or somebody do it, or so. you just put it in a bag like we did. Yeah. Right. Right. All right, are we just going to start tearing into it? See a big old cold bottle of Jameson. It's yeah. cold to the touch. Yeah. You know me well. Yep. I figured you might need that with a couple kiddos running around. Yeah, I haven't haven't uh, done any partaking in quite some time. Well, I figured. I'll say that, too. Me and Claire are like, bottle. Claire's like, I can't wait till Because she can, she, she drink. well, she hasn't drank since pre-pregnancy, obviously, because now with nursing, you know, you if you drink, you have to, like, pump out all the bad you milk. You have to pump and dump. Pump and dump. There you go. You have to pump and dump. <laughs> That's what I did to her 10 months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's, right, baby. <laughs> that's a dirty joke. I'm yeah, sorry, well. Claire. She, she's not going to listen to this, but yeah, that's kind of dirty. All, all right. right. Let me see what... I'll just grab something. Oh, man. Oh, that's a lifesaver. fucking window breaker? That is. You can cut your seatbelt clean, break your window in case you're ever... I bought like eight of those, and I gave them out to like all my loved ones, so... Dude, that's for the Edwards family as a whole. This is going to be really hard and tempting not to just like test it on <laughs> yeah, my vehicle. That's what my sister-in-law said. She's like, which, she's like, where do I hit the windows? Like, how do I practice? I was like, you don't. don't. It'll shatter your windows. Like, just put it in like the side of your car. And if you ever need it, you know, it's like a worst case scenario. It's like, I hope you don't have to use it. But if you do, it's there. All right. Uh, I want you to go first. Just a practical gift for you. All right. I want you to go first. All right. Well, you got the bottle out. You got know. the bottle. Ooh, I see a t-shirt. Oh, it's a digs. Just dig. Just, Just digs, digs it. it. He's intercepting and a pass like he did multiple times this past year. 13 times, 14 times, whatever it was. Did you get that from the same place where we got that Micah Parsons shirt? That was like uh-uh. T Public? No. Nope. Oh, that's a cool mm-hmm. website, though. I got that from Bullzerk. Where do you find these places? Jesus Christ. Good Lord. I had to hook up my so I got you the alcohol and I got you the olives. That they go really well together too. This is like olives with jalapenos garlic. and garlic. Yep. Where did you get this? Like Costco? I'm thank Lauren for that one. Yeah, it's thirty it's almost thirty two ounces. Yeah. It's a giant jar. So you're gonna have really bad breath. Yeah. Like I said, the nays I know I'm not getting laid. I don't think that's anything, is it? Nope. Oh, it came off the jar. Came off the jar. And Two packs of cards. Two boxes of cards. Two boxes, even better. It's exactly what you could always get me is just boxes of cards. Got you some Chronicles. Some Chronicles with some Blaster exclusives. Yep. All right. I think that was everything. All right, let me see. I see a shirt. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Why? Golly. Golly. Right. Golly. T-shirt. Right. T-shirt. You told me that was your guy. Oh, I got a Leonardo Ninja Turtle shirt. Dude, he's got swords out. He's ready to rock. That is awesome. Yep. Ellie's still in that phase. And like months ago when I told you, you told me that was your favorite. So had to, man. Got me a Cowboys decal. It's just a bunch of random and stuff. And we'll get, we'll get into whether I'm, I'll be proud to put that up later. Oh, my God. Where did you find this? 
eBay. eBay's the best. I get so much stuff off of eBay. So it is a framed picture of Troy Aikman, who's my favorite player of all time. He Looking is very hunky. He is. I better not show. My <laughs> he mother. said he is. <laughs> I, I better not show my mother-in-law this. Uh, he's wearing a black cowboy hat. A, what looks like a, I think it's a denim jacket with a white Dallas Cowboys t-shirt holding a football and a pair of what I'm assuming is Wranglers. Oh, dude, this is erotic. <laughs> this is going oh, going in I, the bathroom. Yeah, this may go in my office. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, this may go in my office. All right, let's see. Oh, I've got gifts to open. Open. Yeah, I told you, man. I took pride in those wraps. Even did Christmas theme. Oh, I got a. Jar of peanut butter. Oh, that's the best peanut butter you can I get right have there. To dig into this. I haven't eaten today. Classic. I never eat. Yeah, I thought you went to a gas station before this. You didn't pick up a sandwich. No, no, I learned my lessons. I got some popcorn. Yeah, I didn't know if you were a normal person or you like kettle corn, like a weirdo. Uh, so I got you I one like of each. Both. That's disgusting. Uh, I got me a Cowboys. Oh, this is sweet. Yeah. Green military like appreciation beanie. Yeah, those are nice. Let's see if I can slap this bad boy on. There you go. Nope, I had it right. All right. Great radio. All right. And we're, uh, and we're back. And we're back. Oh, and I got me a notepad because he knows me so well, and I needed a notepad coming in here today. And I had like a dozen of them. So right, let's open <laughs> there's, this. There's more if you need them. I don't even know what this stuff is anymore. Oh, it's a game. <gasps> Conspiracy Theory Travel Edition. That was the first like Christmas present I bought. I saw that like in September. I was like, I'm gonna get this from Matt. Dude, <laughs> I was I like, love... shouldn't you be buying me stuff? <laughs> I was <laughs> no. like, no, I bought I bought Matt the first I, I was done with yours before I got like Claire anything. Conspiracy theory travel edition. Oh my god. I'm gonna have so much fun with this. It's just easier to shop for like <laughs> your guy friends than your wives. Cause I just get stuff that I would like and give it to you. Oh, we're gonna play this one night. I'm gonna Sweet. come over, we're gonna break into that bottle of Jameson. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we can do. We can we're just gonna we can just this. play conspiracy theories and look at Troy. Since you're off on Saturdays, I'll get a night where Lauren's off Saturday night. Uh-huh. I'll just come over and break into that bottle of Jameson. Oh, my gosh. I will say, y'all, if y'all don't have a friend like Andrew, his gift-giving like skills... Oh, yeah. I got one of those cards, too. He is the... He's the Bill Belichick of gift giving. I've got a Cowboys triplets card, so it's a triple auto. Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, a little auto card, and then because he knows that I've never seen any movie ever, he got me the Godfather one through three box kind of set, and then he got me Goodfellas. Yeah, you need to watch more good movies. Yeah, because I I don't watch movies. And then okay, let's see. I've that's got what that that now the popcorn makes sense. I yes, guess that went out of order. Popcorn makes sense. Yeah, and that's a sweet ass cigar box that my. Oh look at that! <laughs> that's for the family right you there. Fucker, he got me an Olive Garden gift card, <laughs> which he knows I hate. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's more for the that's for, for Landry. Landry and Lauren. I'll tell Landry, hey, make Matt suffer <laughs> on the card. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, and then I just got a box full That's of fat random stuff. Oh, like I got cornbread, cornbread dude. Mix. Yeah, we had an extra cornbread mix. So. Yeah, I got some emergency. Let's see. Uh, I've got some off-wipes. That'll come in handy here in about eight weeks. 
That emergency um, will help, man. I'm dude, pretty sure that's what kept, was, keeps me alive. Dude, I was chugging orange juice. I would mix my emergency in my orange juice. Oh, that's a good idea. I love uh, orange juice. And I was taking vitamin C, like pills, like vitamins. All right. Yeah, there's. I mean, cool, there's like this is a cool little gift, and I'm. Stuff. I really regret I don't smoke anymore because I would totally keep my weed in here. Yeah, that's a great box. I got one for my brother-in-law. He just keeps his harmonicas in there. So I mean, you can, I got a Hot Wheels too. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's not a good one though. I ain't giving you my good ones. That's a Mustang. All right, cool. Once again, you win. Good job. <laughs> I just I like buying stuff for people I like. So good job. Thank you, sir. I think my favorite was that Troy Aikman picture. When I Dude. saw that, <laughs> it was so, like, erotic looking. I was dude, like, I got to get that This for is, him. like, pure sex right here. <laughs> I love it, dude. That was probably right after that second Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. He's just... His dick just, like, doubled inside. Laying down, dude. I don't know. He looks kind of young. It may be... He still looks young, bro. He still looks like he's 40... What? So... 40? So, my mom... Uh, my mom... My mother-in-law... At her... Uh, at her old job, she used to work at an endodontist group or a dentist, basically, and uh, up in uh, Dallas, like off of Preston. And it was like a big kind of like office building. And there was a, it was Troy Aikman's um, uh, dermatologist was right down the hall from her office. So she said like one day she met him like in the elevator and she's like, I couldn't speak. And like, this is like one of her like all time crushes. She's like, I was like, I the first time in my life I was speechless. It's like a, it's like a real thing. You're yeah. speechless. Yeah, yeah. She just couldn't like speak. She was like, it was like I was 16 or something. And he would have that again. effect on both of us. If we saw oh, him, dude, I wouldn't, I would, yeah, I wouldn't be better change the underwears afterwards. Oh yeah. Walking around. Real we'll send a picture. <laughs> be like, Hey, some random guy got me this. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Thank you. Well, Merry Christmas, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming close to Valentine's Day, so I got to get you something for that, too. Yeah. When's our anniversary again? Uh, Sometime in August. Okay. It's Sorry. like August 30th. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. All right. So with that, let's get into the junk mail segment. All right. Who's got the first story? You? Yeah, I can go, um, now that I lost the app, uh, it's not really junk mail, it's kind of like a nice wholesome story. This is the Kansas City Chiefs fans and nod to the Bills Mafia donate to Buffalo Children's Hospital. So, this is an older story, so about a week ago, instead of just days ago, um, the Kansas City Chiefs handed the Buffalo Bills one of the most heartbreaking losses in franchise history. Chiefs fans, inspired by the fundraising spirit of Bills Mafia, have decided to turn their team's big overtime win Sunday into a positive for the Buffalo community, raising $312,000 for Oshi Children's Hospital in Buffalo as of Thursday morning. Uh, Beginning Tuesday, donations in increments of $13 began being sent to the hospital from the Chiefs fans in honor of the 13 seconds it took for the Kansas City's offense to drive down the field to tie the divisional round playoff game at the end of regulations. The Chiefs went on to win 42-36 to in the first drive of overtime. The original idea from the Chiefs Kingdom Facebook group was to donate in $13 increments to quarterback Patrick Mahomes' charitable organization, the 15 and the Mahomes Foundation. That changed when Chiefs fans heard about Heard more about the Bills fans' tradition of giving to their other to giving back to other teams. They instead directed their efforts to the opponent's charity of choice. 
the Children's Hospital became closely connected to Bills quarterback Josh Allen after fans donated in $17 increments, totaling $1.1 million in honor of Allen's grandmother, Patricia Allen, who died last year. There is now a Patricia Allen pediatric recovery wing in the hospital and the Patricia Allen Fund to benefit the critical care team and provide support for equipment, training, education, and programs. Um, of the most noteworthy examples of the Bills, fa- Bills fans tradition came in 2017 when Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Andy Dalton and wide receiver Tyler Boyd connected for a game-winning touchdown over the Baltimore Ravens that led to the Bills clinching a playoff spot for the first time in 17 years. In $17 increments, fans raised $442,000 from the and- for the Andy and Jordan Dalton Foundation. This year, Bills fans have led donation efforts in honor of cornerback Tredavious White tearing an ACL, giving back to the food bank of northwest Louisiana in his hometown, among others. Last year's Bills fans donated to Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson's foundation after a playoff win over the Ravens. While, well, while 13 seconds likely will never again have a positive association with Buffalo fan bases turning a tough tough ending into a positive for for a different community is an uplifting tradition. Yeah, so, no, that's really I just, cool. Yeah, I hope something like that becomes, you know, more common throughout all of sports, not just football, not just Buffalo. But I remember when they did that, when um, it's hard to think that Buffalo up until a couple years ago, we didn't make playoffs for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Andy Dalton had that touchdown to beat um, – because that was a divisional game for the Bengals beating the Ravens, and that was just a huge game for them, and that's what clinched it for Buffalo, and that's what started this whole tradition, and it's just great to see that. So it was KC fans that, that donated to yeah. Buffalo Hospital. Yeah, first they were going to donate to Mahomes, and then they realized that whole tra- that what Buffalo had done years ago, and which I think is cool. I mean, maybe you can give to both, but to, to give back to your opponent, because Buff- that was such a great game. I mean, we probably won't talk a whole lot about it, but one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen it may be one of the greatest games. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, but I was about to say, because, you know, Buffalo, they may throw dildos at you on the field, but they will give do back. They, do they do that at all games or just when they play the Patriots? Because I seem to only notice it at Patriots, at Patriots games. games. Patriots yeah. games, definitely the dildos yeah. come out, which yeah. I don't know how that's – it's like the squid at a hockey game. Yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how it started, but I love it. There will be a dildo <laughs> at every Patriots-Bills yeah. game at home. Yeah, for the rest of time, while those teams play – Dildo will make the – and sometimes the cameraman will catch yeah, it. Yeah, he'll catch it. And they'll pull away real, real quick. And they'll, they'll cut to a different – Well, last time in the playoffs, like, one guy, like, pointed to it and, like, kicked it <laughs> off the field like a Patriots player. I Because it's got the suction cup. Like, I oh. wonder if they're, like, trying to suction it to, like, a helmet. That's got to be the goal. And, like, make a unicorn, you know? <laughs> you but, know, whoever does that is just legendary status. It gets, like, free beer for life. Free buffalo games. wings. He gets free tables, free beer, and free wings. Whoever um, gets the first suction. No, but that's great. Uh, you know, uh, that's, I guess, you know, that's how you win, you know? It's like winning with class. Yeah, it's winning with class. So, I, um, I'm all for that. As much as I hated, you know, the outcome... Uh, that's that's how you do it. Um, I hated how the outcome was determined with determined, the overtime yeah. rules, and you know, yeah. I saw I didn't read the article, but I saw that they might change that going forward. They're going to mm-hmm. look at it. So yeah. in later episodes, maybe we can talk about it. But it's unfair to let just one team touch the ball. Yeah, especially and, a team like that. Especially because you know people make the argument, oh, well, you let the you know the defense has to make a stop. You know the defense can has the opportunity to make a stop. No defense was stopping. And Kansas City's offense. defense didn't have to make a stop. That's no. 
that's where the argument to me is stupid because you're saying only one defense has to step it up where the other one doesn't even touch the field. No, and no, de- neither one of those defenses will stop neither one of those quarterbacks. And I agree with you. We should have made it a best of three or a best Dude, of seven between the, these two. Cancel the playoffs. Yeah. Give me that one in my veins for the next three weeks. I don't see Rams or 49ers like putting Especially up that 49ers. game. No. So, okay. So let me move on to our next story. And we reported on the reported. We, we talked about this. We're very classy. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about this um, back when it, he first got put in jail. But the headline is from uh, AP. Uh, another delay for ex deep sea treasure hunters stuck in jail. Uh, the long-running case of a former deep-sea treasure hunter marking his sixth year in jail for refusing to disclose his whereabouts of missing gold coins has yet, yet hit another roadblock. Research scientist Tommy Thompson has been held in contempt of court since December 15, 2015 for that refusal. He is also incurring a daily fine of $1,000. A hearing held Monday in hopes of helping draw the case to a conclusion ended with the federal judge giving Thompson two months to find a new attorney ahead uh, of yet another hearing. Thompson's case dates back to the discovery of the SS Central America, known as the Ship of Gold, in 1988. The Gold Rush era ship sank in a hurricane off South Carolina uh, in 1857 with thousands of pounds of gold aboard, including uh, contributing to an economic panic. Uh, despite invest- an investor's lawsuit and a federal court order, Thompson, 69, still won't cooperate with the authorities trying to find the 500 coins minted from some of the gold. According to the federal court records, um, the judge found Thompson in contempt. Thompson had previously said, uh, without providing details, that the coins valued at about $2.5 million, were turned over to a trust in Belize. Uh, after Thompson failed to appear for a 2012 Ohio hearing to discuss the coins, the U.S. Marshals eventually tracked him to Florida and in 2015 eventually arrested him. Um, that, I, I don't, I mean, finders keepers? I, Isn't I, possession like nine tenths of the law? Like yeah. both those things apply. I mean, what's the government? I mean, I know what the government's interest is, but leave the man alone. Y'all didn't fucking dive down and find this shit. I bet um, all the time and money he put in, he's really just probably going to come close to breaking even because he probably had to get no. a ship. Yeah. He had to get a crew. You know, he had to. Yeah. Man, he had to put all the equipment on the crew, all the food. It did. Did it say? I thought I. You might have already said it, but I didn't hear. Is he getting fined like every day? Thousand dollars a day. Yeah, and if it's worth two point five, and he's been supposedly, there. I mean that's three hundred. That's three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars a year. After three years, that's over a million. Mm-hmm. He's been there. I mean, eventually, he's just gonna like. Well, by the math, he's already, he's already <laughs> over the value of those coins. Um, he's a stubborn man, but you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Um, Hold your ground, bro. Uh, yeah, plus he's a fucking legend. Joe, like, what are you in here for? He's like, oh, I'm a treasure hunter, and I won't tell him where my treasure is. Like, well, that's okay. the coolest guy yeah. here. Like, Nobody a, fuck with this yeah, guy. this guy's fucking cool. He's made. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really see anything else here to, to comment on. But, yeah, that's just kind of a continuation of that story. I mean, leave the man alone. He's 69. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> How cool uh, is that, man? I, I, I wish when I'm 69, I'm fucking hunting treasure and right? being the coolest guy in jail. Right. So they need to make a movie about this guy. All right. Let me see. I got one more story, and this is going to kind of segue into our Mount Rushmore uh, because we are fat kids here. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's a story about ice cream, which 
is always a good story to me. And Little Debbie. Uh, Little Debbie is making ice cream. Uh, it says, uh, where is this from? It's a southern thing. And this is by Mrs. Haley Lawrence or Miss Haley Lawrence. Y'all, 2022 is an okay year after all. That's because Little Debbie has announced they're releasing more ice cream flavors out into the world. We were all really excited when Little Debbie announced last year that they were releasing the Christmas tree uh, ice cream, Christmas tree cake ice cream, which never found. It was always, always gone. sold out or gone. Yep. But this may be even better. Just look at the flavors. They'll be releasing oatmeal cream pie, cosmic brownies, zebra cakes, honey buns, strawberry shortcake rolls, Swiss rolls, and nutty bars. Little be- Little Debbie paired with the Hudsonville Ice Cream uh, Company to make the ice cream, which will be available starting February 1st at Walmart stores. According to a press release, they'll retail for two fifty, and the news gets even better. These seven flavors will be available year-round. So, yeah, new ice cream flavors is always cool with me, um, which uh, that that takes us right into Mount Rushmore. And uh, in case you're wondering, our Mount Rushmore this week is our Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie Cakes. <laughs> like how we're gone for nearly two months and we come back with Little Debbie's. <laughs> Dude, I eat Little Debbie's on a daily. So oh, and I have for the last 30 years. Yeah. I so, I mean, and I'm fine with it. Little I just think Debbie. that's funny. That's like our choice. You think we'd come back with like our, our heavy hitter. No, no. It's no. Little Debbie's. We'll just ease into it. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go number one. I think I, this might actually be my number one. So these might actually be in order. And that that's a nutty buddy, which is... Yep. What is a better name for friends with benefits? Nutty buddy. <laughs> Nutty buddy. And I mean, it's just like wafers with chocolate and peanut butter. That's, That's all you good. need. Very you can, good. you can, when I was a little, you'd like separate them. Uh huh. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I've matured now. Now I just bite right you into just bite it. Right into it. I usually have to share them now with the kid, but yep. I, we love them. Mm-hmm. That's yep. my number one contender. That, that made, that made my list. Uh, my first one is pecan pinwheels. Oh, dude, that was my dark horse. Pecan pinwheels, man. I love them. I could eat. Fat kid hack. Put it <laughs> in the hack. microwave. Uh-huh. Put a little tiny bit of butter on it. Let that butter melt down into it. Bro. Bruh. I get you can those are something that like you could always get like at a gas station too. Oh, like yeah. a sweet two mm-hmm. pack. It's like a yep. dollar. Yep. So I'll get that sometimes in the morning if I get sometimes a coffee. I get sometimes you can get little Debbie's two for a dollar. Fifty cents a piece, bruh. All right. So pecan pinwheels. All right. Another real contender for me right here. Takes me back to childhood. Oatmeal cream pies. Okay, that's on mine. Yep, I, I think we're gonna have a lot in common here. Yep, oatmeal cream pie, man. That's gonna be a really good ice cream. That when it comes out, I'll I wonder trying that one. Did it say? Like, is it gonna be like crunchy? So is the Nutty Buddy gonna have like a little wafer and chocolate in there? I would imagine a little crunch. I would imagine yeah. a little crunch. Dude, that's gonna be so good. All right, yeah, oatmeal cream pies on mine. Uh. So I guess it would be because that was my second on my list. So this comes down to if we're four for four. And I've got, I don't think it will be, uh, strawberry shortcake bars nope. or the rolls. Nope. That's where Man, we differ. Those are so, so good. I don't even but know I if do, I've had that. They're good, dude. Really good. Uh, but I've got some honorable mentions, and I'll probably pick up your, your last one there. My last one was the uh, glazed donut sticks. <sighs> See, that's something I I've those had. those work. Yeah, I was going to say, you can like dip them in coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's something that. I guess mine's more breakfast because, like, I love, like, it's just easy for me to grab one, yeah, grab a grab coffee, it. and just, like, dunk your little yeah. dun- donut stick. I've been dunking for 30 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still going strong. My life dunker. Uh-huh. All, all right, right. Go through your – you can bust all yours out. All right. My honorable mention, Swiss rolls. Nope. Not for me. Uh, fudge rounds. Yep. And zebra cake. Yep. So my last two were the uh, 
They're only seasonal, but it's that Be My Valentine. Yep. Those mm-hmm. are solid. And Honey Buns. Yep. Can't believe you don't uh, like the Honey Buns. Yeah, I, I left it off. I left that and I left Christmas tree cakes off. Yeah, they have good seasonal stuff. Yeah, they do. I, I went to like their website to look at all this and it's pretty detailed. And then they do have like, they have like a banana cream roll too. That's really good if you're into artificial banana. Nobody liked the Cosmic Brownies? Mm-mm. No, if you like Cosmic Brownies, you... <laughs> I'm not going to say something really bad. (laughs) Sauce. Jeez, man. What pissed you off about Cosmic Brownies? Uh, Nothing. Like a bad memory or something? No. But I do. When I I was younger, I liked the the fudge brownie with the walnuts. You know, I had like the split in the middle. You could break it into two. Is it like turtle or something? Mm -mm. No. No, they were just little Debbie fudge brownies and they had the walnuts on them. Little walnut pieces on top. Oh yeah! Instead of like the colored sprinkle looking, that was the only difference. Yeah, yeah, it's the like, same thing. But then I've gone back as an adult, and I was like, I really don't like these. They just—they're just—it's like they were just—I don't know. No, I really not made with love. I ate the shit out of them as a kid, but now I went back. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Can't do it. Um, all right, let's see. So, uh, do we want to get into the news? About BB and then give our players, or do we gonna give our players and then give go over the cast? Let's list? let's do our players first because this is Mount Rushmore part two. We're doing Part-in, the deuce, the deuce. Uh, so we're gonna go over our, and I think we might have done this once before, but we did it. we did villains and assholes. Uh, okay, so yeah. these are our kind of our, and I I have a feeling that we're gonna have a lot of the same people on this too. I don't know, I'm a wild card. You are a wild card. I'll go first this round. My number one player of all time, probably because I subscribed to his podcast and his YouTube channel, it's Derek Hill. Derek. Derek Lavasser. Yep. He's the. He's probably the best player of all time. I'd like to see a season with like him and another Dan. guy I'll talk about. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. And maybe like Ian, a guy like Ian. but Some old school guys. Because to me, like after a season, I don't know, after social media became such mm-hmm. a big deal – People just really tampered down their game, so because the they're worried about season, Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to come off as an asshole, which you're supposed to. But they want to get like, I want to get an endorsement deal, or I want to have a nightclub fee after this. So yeah. they don't want to come. Which I would be the worst on Big Brother. I would probably get fired from my job when I came back. <laughs> so I'd have to win the money. <laughs> so yeah, Derek L. Uh, and uh, well, did you have? Did I, I sent you that interesting fact about him, right? Yeah. What was it? It was uh, Derek L. Is the only player. To kill a person and still play Big Brother because he was a was cop a or detective. Police, he was yeah. like he's just out here killing people. But I guess he in the line of duty like killed someone and then got to play the show. And then when he was on the show, he formed an alliance with Cody called the Hitman. Called the Hitman, <laughs> which I was like, wow, I learned all that in one day. And I was like, kind of puts a new angle on the name there, man. Could have called it the Six Shooters or something. You know, it's like <laughs> maybe let's tamper that down. But yeah, he was on my list uh, for me. My number one. It's who got me into Big Brother in the first place, so it's just like a special place in my heart, and that's um, Dr. Will and Boogie, Chill Town. So you're combining them into two? Yeah, it's Chill yeah. Town. So those and two. Chill Town. Chill Town. Uh, they were my favorite. I said how they played Big Brother the way it should be. They set a great early example that people now just don't follow. So to me, they're just like the OGs of Big of American Big Brother. Show you how it's done, and then people just kind of <laughs> went the, away from it. They're the godfathers. Yeah, of, laid, at least they, American, because I know it was more of a European show They before. laid down a roadmap. Yeah, they showed you how to do it. Like, everything you need to know about how Big Brother just watched Chill Town. Yep. And everyone was like, eh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to come off as a bad person. Even though that's the idea of Big Brother is who can cheat the best and who can lie the most. Which brings me to my second guy, <laughs> Dan Giesling. And if nobody, if you're into Big Brother and you know these words, 
just go watch Dan's funeral. That was one of the like that was greatest moments. That was like one of the best. Pl- he backed himself into an impossible corner. Like going into that week, I was like, "There's no way he's done. Like he's done. He's he's overplayed his hand. He lied." Because this was on his second season. This is after he had won, so people knew how good people he was. Knew. He had come back for a new season, so everyone was like, "Watch out for Dan. You know, he's a snake. He's this. He's that." He backed himself into a corner, and he and he. Went on this impassioned speech, which later got dubbed a Dan's funeral because he buried Dan. Well, and didn't he get like a punishment? And his punishment was he had to be isolated for 24 yep. hours. And that's where he had this idea. He was like, I'm going to make myself, you know, dead to the game. And like you said, Dan's funeral. So he gets out and he has this impassioned speech to the house. I and mean, people are fucking crying. Yeah. I mean, he dude. was turning tears and dude. he was just like spinning a web. It was all bullshit. Dude. And that, that propelled him to the final two. Yep. So I, I'll piggyback with that. I had Dan at number four. I put maybe the best Big Brother player ever. He won season 10, and he was the runner-up on 14. Yep. Season to Ian, our yep. guy. All right, so that was... That was my second one. So I had Dan and Derek as well. So technically my last one is um, Janelle, another old player. Very good um, player. I don't know her name. Her, her new name is very Italian. It's like Pirazina. Mm-hmm. Um, she was on four total seasons. Um, but she never got better than third. She got third twice, but still like the number of, but later on, like in her third and fourth season, they would just get her out out of respect. It's like, there's no way we can keep Janelle here. She's you know, a comp she's beast. A, yeah. She's a great player. She's a comp beast. So it was almost like out of respect. She was voted out early, at least in the last season, the last all-star season yeah, she yeah. had. So it was yeah. a sign of respect to get her out so quick, but I had to put at least one of the strong females in my top four. And to me, she was, she was my favorite. All right. Uh, and this was our this was our favorite players, not necessarily best players, right? Yeah. Okay. A dude who just made me laugh at all fucking times. Anytime he was on screen, like you just never knew what was going to come out of his mouth, and that's Zach from season sixteen. <laughs> he He's very out. quotable too. He quoted he he had one of the greatest lines that is used by my seven year old and my wife in my household, and that's Fruit Loop Dingus. He called Nicole a Fruit Loop Dingus. As a he tried to be like ruthless with that too. But he wasn't trying to be funny. No, but it just came out hilarious because of Zach, like who he is, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, like Zach. Who ended up hooking up with Frankie like after the show? Like sexually? Sexually. Really? So Zach came out as bi. bi? Okay, I was going to say because. Came out as bi. They had a weird. They had a a very big chemistry that everyone could tell. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, some people are just obviously accepting of others and, hey, you want to slap my butt and we'll just giggle (laughs) about it? Like, Like, I don't know. It's. I would be that way. Like, I wouldn't mind, like, in that Big Brother house, like, if I was laying in, like... You have a bromance that just kind of blossoms into, like, hey, you want to like lay I on the... What's it called together? Yeah, if I, a hammock. A hammock. Let's lay on the hammock together. Yeah, just or talk. if I was, like, laying on a bed and, like, you know, Frankie came and laid next to me. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm not gay. Like, yeah, no, you're my bro. Out. Uh, Man, but to that escalate, they, that, was, that was some... They, like, snuggled. They spooned, like, in bed. So, they yeah, I read, like... uh Frankie had invited Zach out to one of Ariana Grande's, because uh, Frankie is Ariana Grande's brother, or, uh, yeah, brother, and he invited Zach out to a show, and they hooked up after the show. And he wind him, dined, dined him, and 69 him, bro. Man, good for Frankie. Yeah, but no, no, Zach, Good for Zach, I mean. Zach, good for uh, both of them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, good for both of them. Uh, 
And then, you know, Zach came out and said, yeah, we had this chemistry. I did care about him. You know, it was, it was a couple week thing, but you know, I'm, I am bisexual. I'm sure they're still just friends. You know? Yeah. Sure uh, but no, Zach, like he spurned some of the greatest like lines and then he did this thing, yep. you know, we do, you know, it's just, he made me laugh and I look forward to like all his screen time. So Zach is, is on my, he, he was also really good in the uh, confessional room. Yes. Like like he said, he just yeah. didn't know what he's going to say. So he know. was very entertaining. That's yeah. a good one. I think sixteen was like the last season, and, and I'd have to go back and watch where the game was really played really well. Because like I said, it was before everything blew up like social media. Because now it's all about image. Yeah. Who's your third one? Uh, we're on honorable mention, oh, aren't we? No, I've got my last. Oh, I've already. I guess because I piggybacked off two of yours, so I'm okay. done. I'm so, on honorable uh, mention. My last one is Tyler. Carried up, uh, or that's a what's his name? That's son, uh, Sid, Sid Vicious. Vicious, the wrestler. Yeah, but, not the Sex Pistol singer, but like the guy who was like built like a fucking tank. Yeah, uh, his name Did, was Frank. You told me, but I had no idea, or maybe I just forgotten. Yeah, uh, no, Tyler was the surfer blonde dude from season twenty. And he, oh, he, who am I thinking of? Frank. Frank. You, you just said Frank. that, Frank. Oh, yeah. No, Tyler. Tyler's a good dude. He was a good dude. He great did, head of hair. Great head of hair. He got the girl in the end, like a dude who. I don't know, like, he just got the hottest chick on the show and they ended up getting married and all this. But I I really thought he was a good player. Mm-hmm. I thought he had some bad luck, especially in 22. And, it, and 22 was more like a respect thing, too. Like, they knew they couldn't keep Tyler on too, too because long. Because not only is he, like, very physically fit, he's just so fucking nice. There's certain people where, like, you don't have to be so ruthless. You can be just nice and... You know, and he can fly under the and radar. Can, and you can make it very far because he was just so such an enjoyable person, mm-hmm. so nice. Everyone's like, you know, you know, they're like, no, Tyler's my friend. He wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, he he was a good player, and he, I I liked him as so well. So Tyler, uh, he was runner up to freaking Casey, wasn't Casey, he? which that was a lame season. Tyler yeah. should have won. Tyler should have won. It's like it's like one of those seasons with with Paul. Like Paul should have beaten Josh. Paul yeah. was a great fucking player. Yeah. Like say what you will about his personality, Paul should have won one of those seasons. He got runner up. Back to Twice. back years. Back to back years, man. He's a great fucking player. So you got player. your honorable mentions? Yeah, I can just bust them out real yeah. quick. Uh mentioned one, Ian, Ian Terry, yep. who um who beat Dan. That was a great final two. And he convincingly, like he that he worked a good jury because he told him he laid out what you're supposed to do on your on your when your final two, you lay out why you should your win. Case. You plead your case. Yeah, he did a great job at that. Um another guy who played a great game and got the hottest girl of the season, Cody Nixon, the guy you hate. Terminator with Asperger's. The asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I partially fuck, put that. Fuck that, dude. He's got he's a total bodies badass. hidden in his fucking walls. Dude, dude. I didn't know this. I knew he was a Marine, but he was also in the Air Force. So two services of military. Thank you for your service. You're yeah. still fucking you, crazy. I was going to say, then you thank him for his still service. Still fucking crazy, dude. He is crazy. But, but that's like the kind him. of dude I want defending my freedom. <laughs> dude, yeah, right? If someone's going to come and back me up, let it be Cody. Hey. Um, I'll knock out the last two for a quick. Uh, it's John McGuire, aka Johnny Mac. Oh, dude, Johnny <laughs> Mac was so cool. He's he was on there with Vanessa. Golly. Okay, Vanessa Russo was Ugh. my well, that's my last one. Ugh. But with Johnny Mac, I just want to put he was <laughs> he got fourth place. <laughs> he dude, was such a good laugh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, got fourth place. He was a good player, but I put a better character, like a yeah. better person, just and, like um, Zach. Yeah, he's exactly. A character than a and his nickname because he was a dentist. His nickname's the Rockstar Dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Johnny Mac, dude. And like I said, Vanessa, who, Vanessa was more about gameplay. She was a really good player. Um, 
not so much personality, but she was a poker player. Mm -hmm. So she played it as like a poker game, yep. you know, like Which never show not, your hand. That's a good way to play it. I, mean, just I like, never thought about it like just that. Just like Derek, you know, going into as it a as, a, as a detective. Yeah, you're right. You know? I never thought about using your profession to he play knew, a game. He knew when to poke people, when to step back, when to listen, when to talk. And he just moved people around. Like He used everybody as pawns. Yeah, that's why you hear the term playing chess. Not checkers. Not checkers. Yeah. Yep. I'd yep. play neither, so I had to think about it. This reminded me one day we should do like a bracket, like a 32-person bracket to determine like the best Big Brother player. Because I think one of these people we mentioned would win between Derek, Dan, something like that. Thinking out loud, I think we should do a Mount Rushmore of TV, uh, either sitcom or it doesn't have to be a sitcom, but – uh, TV couples, like best TV couples, like fictional or non uh, from TV. Uh, what I'm saying like Ross and like like Ross Chandler and Rachel, and Rachel. Or, or Homer and Marge. Okay, like we should do like a Mount Rushmore. We like, should do more in TV because I wanted to do like t like TV shows from our childhood because mm -hmm. you know I don't know I don't want to give a spoiler what I've been watching but I've been watching something from like the 90s that we, we grew that. up with. So yeah, we should get more into TV. I'm done with that. We could do that. Let me give you my honorable mention real quick, and we'll move on. Uh, Cody Calafuri, the other half of Derek, way cooler than his brother. Way yep. cooler, way less <laughs> racist than his brother. Um, from 16 and 22, he won on 22. He's runner up to Derek in 16. Uh, Derek X from this last season. Um, he's one of my favorite players. I was thinking Derek F for a no. minute. <laughs> Get the fuck out no. of here, dude. Derek Frazier we're doing, sucks. We're not doing villains. <laughs> or just be like lazy losers. And then Paul Abraham did make uh You gotta respect it. Dude, he, he played a great fucking game. He played game. a great game. Yeah. I, I really like I I as a person I could see him being a bit a bit of a tool, a bit of a douchebag. Yep. But great fucking player. He was man. a great player. He should have won. He should've really won got one. he should have won he if not one both. Think about I think the two people. Both. Think he's about better. the two people he lost. He yeah. lost Nicole and fucking Je Josh. Josh. Two people I can't stand. I can't. I don't like either. I know you like Nicole. I just thought she was pretty. She is, but that accent just kills me. It's like a thick oh, Wisconsin accent. Just like talking dirty to her. Like, oh yeah, smack me. Yeah. It's like ah, okay, I'm done. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, we made a mess there. Oh boy. So I was like, ah, she was pretty, and I like you know she had like a wholesome look. She yeah. had glasses. I, the, I think it was the glasses, the glasses like the library. Yeah, as we look into our <laughs> four <laughs> eyes together, as we, as we see the reflection <laughs> in our glasses, I can see your computer screen. <laughs> okay, but yeah, Paul, Paul, you got robbed. If you're yep. listening, you got you robbed. Did. Shout out, Paul. All right, so uh, let's move on to pick your poison. Which one? This one? one? Let me do this one. I, I've been... I'm I hear that ring clanking. <laughs> hear that panky ring? All right. Let's see. All right. Would you rather get tipsy from just one sip of alcohol and ridiculously drunk from one alcoholic drink or never get drunk no matter how much alcohol you drink? That's an easy one. I would have to say get tipsy or whatever. Cause I can't if you can drink all that. You're never going to, you're just going to keep drinking and drinking. Oh shit. There's a squirrel. Fuck. That's scary. <laughs> that I saw a shadow, dude. I thought like a SWAT team was going to come <laughs> swinging through the okay. window. Um, no, because if you just, we'll be at the draft. I'll be up all weekend trying to catch up with y'all. I'll be like, Oh, I want to, I'm going to just going to keep pounding this whiskey. Now if I can just yeah. take like a sip and I'll be buzzing pretty good. Do you know how much money you could like shark people out of? Like in a bar. Like, oh, if they just get a little tipsy off of. Well, if you couldn't get oh, drunk. Oh, you're talking about sharking them like, like making it like, a, hey, I bet like, I can out drink, drink into the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, 
You can turn but it then, into a but side then, hustle. Okay, that side hustle is going to cost you your life, though, bro. You're going to be <laughs> on like, you're going to be on kidney dialysis. What's it called? Dialysis. dialysis. Uh, no, that's, a, that's a pretty yeah. For, okay, I changed my mind for monetary reasons and side hustle is going to kill you, dude. True. Thanks. For I talking say me out I'm going to. I'll, I'll go to a pool hall and just sip a beer and be buzzing for like three hours, just playing pool and, and but darts. It, but it says you'd be ridiculously drunk from just one drink, so you could just uh, nurse that one yeah, beer. You sip on yeah. it. You, ha- you spend three dollars on a beer and you're good all, all night. Right, yep. Uh, where are you getting a three dollar beer at? I'm buying a forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying malt liquor. Yeah. I'm gonna do another dude, one, dude. That'd be a good one for the draft. Everyone just. Bring your own malt liquor, dude. I showed uh, I showed uh, Ryan this, but uh, basically, you get we would get twelve singles of could be Coors Light, it could be Mickey's, it could be a white, it could be a White Claw, a Truly, whatever, and you put them in brown paper bags, and then you just line them. You know, you mix them all up, line them up, and then you everybody grabs one. They don't know what they're grabbing until you unwrap the brown bag. And then that's what we like do our our toast with. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I showed it. We need to figure another other draft. We need to get that fucking that house on five acres. We need to call yeah. Ryan about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're after gonna the we're show, gonna, gonna text him. We're gonna we'll fuck around. Fuck, yeah, we're gonna fuck around again and end up that lake house was just it's about a three out of ten, and it was yeah. more expensive than where we're trying to go. I think yeah. I think Ryan was right. Lake houses are just overrated. We just need a house with no, because there was houses everywhere around us, uh-huh. and we get rowdy, you know. Like we're not ridiculous, we're not starting fires, but I like to have our privacy. I think I've, fires. You know, <laughs> I put privacy over everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll tell. Uh, I'll text them. All right, uh, we're I'll back. start a group with. with and we're back. Uh, would you rather have a completely automated home or a self-driving car? Is it a work car? Doesn't say. Okay, see, I drive like two miles a day, so to get to work. So I'm saying, I, give me I'm, a smart home because I don't really commute much. If I worked in Dallas, yeah, yeah, I, I don't because then do I, I could I like drive, sleep. I drive six probably, miles. No, not even that. Yeah, probably like four. No, no three give me four. a smart house. Yeah, smart house. I'm, that way, I'm not I can retire the clapper. Remember those things were like infomercials. Like that was such a convenient. Now we have literally smart homes that do everything. You just tell you, hey Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah, pour me a drink. Okay, like <laughs> before you. I don't want to get up. All right, good night. And that was like cutting was, edge tech. Yeah, that was peak. That was pinnacle technology at one point. Oh, we didn't get into celebrity Big Brother. So let's let's circle oh, back. Let's right. get into uh, going back to Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother season three uh, is coming uh, like next week. It's like next Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah, the second. Next Wednesday. Um, and they uh, the uh, the cast list um, has been uh, released. Uh, there were eleven players. I told you I knew five of them. So let I'll me count. Let, yeah, let me run through. Out. Former NBA star Lamar Odom. Yes. We'll also, I want to circle back to that. Olympian ice skater Mir- Mirai Nagasu. Nope. Former Miss USA Shanna Mokler. Nope. Nope. Designer and RuPaul Drag Race judge Carson Kressley. Yeah, he was from the original um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. He was the fashion guy. Nope, don't know him. Okay. Uh, I, had a bu- I had a book. Uh, so. TV personality and daughter of singer John Mellencamp, Teddy Mellencamp. Okay, I know John. I know John. Only, I know the Cougar. The, yeah, John Cougar. I know the John Cougar, Cougar, but uh, Real Housewives. <laughs> I know the Cougar. <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia Bailey. Don't know her. I don't know any of those. I'm glad you don't either. Singer and choreographer, Todrick Hall. Nope. In uh, Sync's Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah, side note, that's Claire's favorite In Sync member over JT and all them. 
That was her crush. And if you look at a picture from the 90s, he had, like, the braces on and, like, the colorful braids yeah. coming out. Like, uh, Really? That's not. Dude, that's an interesting she, choice from her. I, that's how she ended up with me. <laughs> she was like, she liked all the ugly, weird guys, and I just stepped right in. Hey. I filled those shoes. <laughs> uh, so I know him, so that's yeah. two for me. I'm up to three. Uh, different Strokes actor, Todd Bridges. I know him. This is one I'm interested in. Saturday Night Live's Chris Kattan. Dude, I love Chris Kattan. He was always one of my favorites on the show, and he was Night at the Roxbury's, mm-hmm. and he's been in a bunch of movies. Classic. Uh, and UFC fighter Misha Tate. I know her. See, I know, I know Misha Tate. See, I know, I know the guy from Queer Eye, and you know the person from the UFC. UFC yeah. That's where we differ. Um, I, when I first saw this, I really thought, this is my prediction, uh, final two, Chris's. They're going to do a Chris Alliance. Chris Kirkpatrick, Chris Kattan. Mm-hmm. They got a lot in common with those names. Well, both one, Chris, one both start with a K. <laughs> okay. Last name starts okay. with a K. Okay. Both peaked in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I'm really hoping for. Oh, I'm I joking. I know where this is Please going. give me Lamar Odom off meds just for a wild card in the house. Just the, the weekend in Vegas where we nearly died. That's a joke. I, I'm glad he's in recovery. I'm glad his, you know, his mental health is is is, but why, is better. I don't see why that your next big move, celebrity big brother, like that's kind of like what a weird choice have? for him. You know how much fucking money he probably made. How about you go how, live on a beach? Do you know how much money he has left? I can look. I bet it's fifty million. Uh, how much he made? Uh, how much does he have left? Oh, uh, that's true. He seems like the kind of guy that didn't invest it or kind of burned through. Yeah. So what was interesting is I was on Reddit. I was on the BB Reddit, and they showed a house tour. They gave a house tour, uh-huh. and there were 12 seats for 11 players. Ooh, wild card, so somebody coming in. There's, there may be a, uh, an extra person. All right, update. He's worth roughly $30 million. So Okay. He, well. could, he could live off of that. And do, but you know what? Some people, he was married to Kardashian. Some people just like the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you I can mean, say. What else is, he going to do for, well, I think it's condensed season. I think it's like a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's shorter what for else? sure. Uh, Andy's a Scorpio. Shout out Scorpio. Oh, dude, it's... 21 days is three weeks. That's nothing. They won't even be homesick by then. Uh-uh. So, there you go. Celebrity Big Brother, forgot to do that. We uh, circled back on that. Um, all right, so all let's right. get so into So, wait, wait, wait. Before we start, who's your pick? Who you got? Oh, who's my pick for a winner? Oh, man, let me see. I'm going to go Chris, probably, Chris Kattan. I'm going to go. That's my pick. I'm going to go Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. Is that? That's a singer choreographer. Do you have anything to base off that? I do. Um, I was listening or watching on YouTube the uh, latest, not the latest, but when uh, they were, uh, the winter circle, when they were kind of uh, predicting and kind of giving predictions on who uh, they thought. Gosh, I should have listened to that. Who yeah. they thought, the the before the cast list, who they thought some of the cast were going to be in. Um, apparently, Todger Call is a big fan of the show. For one, for two, super he, fans do good. He hung out a lot. He hung out with. He hosted a few of the twenty three players when they got out at the summer. Oh, so hosted, I remember that. I remember they some would parties. Post, yeah, okay, that he makes had sense. Them over at their house, so Damn, he knows the call, game. Man. He knows the game. He kind of knows. He's a big. He's a super. Sounds fan, like a super so, fan. Yeah. So I'll, he's mine. That's a good pick. And then I'll say um, America's favorite house guest. Todrick Hall, he sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> You've already sold me. America's favorite, I'll probably go with uh, Carson Cressley. Just picking the name out of a hat. All right. All right, so let's get on to questionable behavior from the internet. Um, 
This one comes from Reddit, of course, and uh, it reads, Today I fucked up by being an unintentional wingman. Story goes, at my gym over the past couple months, I've noticed a cute girl who works out around the same time I do, and I was interested in asking her out, but I'm always kind of awkward, and I don't approach, approach girls in the gym. A few times I've seen her talk to a guy who she seems to be friends with. I haven't seen anything romantic or flirtatious between them, and I was pretty confident they weren't together. So my awkward self decided to talk to the guy and ask him if she was single. Very junior high of me, I know. (laughs) He said he had no idea that they knew each other because they used to work together and have been friends ever since. As he was was talking, she came walking over to us, and before I could stop him, he turned to her and asked her, him, are you single because... And she says, God, it's about time. I've been waiting forever for you to ask me out. And he's like, uh, and she's like, she said, is that not what you're asking? He said, yeah, it is. Are you free Saturday? Fuck. Her absolutely text me. I have to get going soon. Throughout this, I was just standing there like a third wheel watching like a doofus. After she left, he turned to me with an apologetic apologetic look on his face and said he'd always had a crush on her, but he never acted because he didn't want to hurt their friendship if she didn't feel the same way. I told him I completely understood and was happy for both of them. All in all, minus one for me and plus two for them equals net gain for love. That's a positive way to look at it. That's a positive way. I mean, honestly, it was was just like his lack of... Nothing up to yeah. you know because if he would have asked that question, but then again, sounds like she already had eyes for him, so mm-hmm. maybe it just saved him the rejection. Maybe you just dodged a bullet, bro. and he can be like, "Hey, maybe I'll I'll be at y'all's wedding, and maybe well, I'll meet a bridesmaid." The first the first comment says, "And now you're invited to their wedding." <laughs> exactly, uh, where there will the be win. bridesmaids and other lovely ladies. So I hope you find love, random Reddit user. <laughs> Yep. So sorry, bro. Next time, moral of the story. Next time, do your own dirty work. Exactly, because that's all it took was him asking. You for know, and, you. I, and I say this because I'm I'm a you know a married man, but like yeah, if I had to talk to girls, I'd be terrified. Uh, what's the big deal? It's like sales. What are the worst thing can tell you? No, you. Oh, <laughs> that would hurt. That's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it could be total rejection. You just kind of. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to go cry into a taco salad. <laughs> Been there, done that, man. I'm going to go cry. That's very specific. I'm going to cry into some meatloaf. <laughs> All right, so the next one is, am I the asshole for having my fiancé sanitize the bathroom sink after he dropped a roll of teepee in the toilet and moved it to the sink? So pretty much the title, my fiancé, 33 male, and I, 30 female, are in a house with one bathroom. Tonight he accidentally dropped an entire roll of teepee into the toilet bowl as he was wiping out wiping after poop he stands to wipe if that helps okay that's first why are you standing to wipe i stand you stand i think we went over this yeah it's more of like a hunch yeah because if you you don't stand under your knuckles are gonna drag your shit you don't no you go from the back bro yeah well i got high waters okay i got big nuts hanging down i don't know i've just always kind of stood and arched my back a little bit yeah but it sounds like he like stands up oh no you just kind of like lift a little bit i mean i get it i get it like that Okay, I kind of fine. I lean forward. Yeah, it's more of like a lean. I don't leverage. Up, straighten out my back and then drop down. Well, I read it the way I read it. Very the robotic. Dude stands up. Uh, Probably closes his car door with his hip. He yeah. does. I love he that does. joke. Uh, <laughs> once he dropped it, he immediately fished it out of the toilet and put it in our bathroom sink while telling me this happened. Oh, so the turd still flo- Oh, gross. I dude. was shocked that he would put something that had been in a toilet bowl into our sink and think that it was okay. Uh, he is one to think that wiping something with a paper towel equates to cleaning it. I said he needed to sanitize the bathroom, especially the sink, 
and that doing this was just ridiculous. Like, why not put it in the bathroom trash instead of spreading his poop water teepee into the sink? Yeah, you're not going to salvage that tulip. It's gone. It's a loss. His reasoning is that he didn't. Is his reasoning is that he doesn't drink or eat out of the bathroom sink, which is also ridiculous because he absolutely does drink out of the bathroom faucet to take his meds and to brush his teeth. Is this really as outrageous as he claims? Are bathroom sinks in quote-unquote regular households used for such purposes? Bruh. Yeah. If you dropped it in poop water... It's gone. That's one, you know, that's a completely different... If you, like, knock it off the shelf and it goes into, like, clean water, yeah, and you, like don't want to drip it across the whole bathroom and throw it in the sink or throw it in the trash. Yeah. You may put it in the sink until you can get your, you know, get to the trash. But yeah. if it's poop water, it's yeah, cold. dude, you got to bleach that thing. And while you're in there, bleach everything else, bleach the toilet, bleach, bleach the bathtub. Yeah, does he know how bacteria works? Like he just no. put poop no. in the sink. He really doesn't. It sounds like it. So the, everyone agrees, like, he, you're, she's not the asshole. No, everyone yeah. in the you, comments is like, you, it's, it's poop. that's ground for leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, tur- give him the ring back. <laughs> yeah, that's ground for leaving. I mean, and he, was was he 33? Is he the older one? He's so the older one. He's a, he's a grown man. He doesn't know how to deal with poop. Uh, well, don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to just kids. leave. Like, he's probably going to change the dirty diapers on the on the oven and then. Go, <laughs> go cook go some macaroni cook some, and cheese. Yeah, he's gonna make some stew and chop up all those carrots and onions. Oh, gross. That guy's gross. That guy is gross. Okay. All right. So that was questionable questionable behavior from the internet. All right. So what do we got next? We usually go to a movie review. Um we had two months to watch a movie. And didn't, we didn't have time. We didn't have time. Um so uh we are going to pick a movie. Um well, two movies. Oh, yeah. Get that clank. Get that clank, daddy. Uh, That's a good shirt. Get that clank, daddy. <laughs> get that clank, daddy. That be the new shirt we got coming out. All right. Let's put some different ones in here, too. Street Fighter. I think that's a Van Damme Ooh, movie. That is a Van Damme movie. I, I saw that in the theaters. <laughs> oh, no shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Dirty Work with R.I.P. Norm uh, MacDonald. Norm Rest in peace, bro. I can get down on those two. Okay, I'll put those up. Either on, Van Dam or Norm Macdonald. I'll put Sounds those up on Instagram. We'll see if we can't get a. We'll see if we can't get a. Uh, a vote or two. A vote or two. Yeah, that'd All be right. nice. So, let's see. Let's move on to some sports, and we've got a smorgasbord. We've got a charcuterie board of sports today. A smattering of sports. Uh, let's save the Cowboys for last because that could go a little while. Yeah. Um, Might have to take a break halfway through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, the NBA All-Star Game, uh, the starters were announced. Uh, in the East, you've got Kevin Durant, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, and Trey Young. And in the West, you've got uh, LaCroix, you've got Steph Curry, Jokic, Jokic, John Morant, and Andrew Wiggins, which is he's kind of having a resurgence, isn't he? He's having, a re- he's having an okay. He's not having an All-Star year. I mean... Have you, there was one name notably absent for us TFW fans. Yeah, yeah, no Luca. Um, he's only averaging like twenty five ninety nine though, and his team's you know in the 13, playoff hunt. He's yeah, won thirteen. Of, they've won thirteen to fifteen. KP is finally doing what we thought he could and would. So yeah, his see his numbers are slightly down, but the team's doing better. They're playing good I, defense. Yeah, they're they're like the top defensive yeah. team in the league. Yeah, and apparently that's not good enough to get you over 
Andrew Wiggins, who's arguably the third, if not fourth best player on that Warriors team. Now that Clay Thompson's mm-hmm. back. And when Dream I like Dream I really like Draymond Green. I I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame player with the with the team success he's had and the fact that he's like the team leader and the leader of the defense. Mm-hmm. I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer. So yeah, Andrew Wiggins is maybe probably the fourth best player on his team, and yet he's an all star starter. That's fucking stupid to me. Yep. But <clears throat> I, I really don't have many other arguments. No, John Morant's just like one of the most exciting young players to watch. He's like a human highlight reel. You know, he can jump up farther and further, higher and further than damn near anybody. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry um, kind of been in a slump since he broke the record, ironically. He broke the three-point record, three-point maids, three-point shots made record, and since then he's been slumping, which hurts my fantasy team. Uh, Nikola Jokic, reigning MVP. You know, he's probably top five in MVP voting right now again. LeBron. Say what you will about him. He's the greatest athlete that I've ever seen, and he's still a top, easily top 10 player. So that's out of respect, but also warranted. DeMar DeRozan, back in the East, has researched his whole career. I mean, the Bulls were at one point the best team in the league before they got hurt. Trey Young, still one of the best um, young guards in the league, so I totally get that. Joel Embiid's probably the favorite to win the VP right now. Giannis is Giannis. He's a arguably can rival LeBron for greatest athlete that I've ever seen. So, and then Durant, he's the captain of the Eastern team. And um, yeah, I mean, Durant's one of the greatest players to ever play. So I guess they're not doing the draft anymore. Um, They used to pick captains. So the captains are KD and LeBron for the East and the West. And they used to draft their teams, but I guess they're not doing that anymore, which I like that. Um, And Reserves get announced soon, too, so by next week we should know. Yep. Luka's going to make it out of reserve. That's just fucking stupid if he doesn't yeah. make an all-star team with those numbers he's putting up and the team success. But we'll we'll figure out who else makes it. I know like Rudy Gobert was snubbed. A lot of people, they said he received like, there's like 94 media votes, and he got like 68 of them. And they said Andrew Wiggins got like four out of 94, but he's a starter and um, – Durant, or I'm sorry, Gobert got two-thirds of those votes and wasn't even a starter. So it's just, I don't know how they determine it. I know it's fan voting, it's media voting, and it's maybe it's coaches and other players that vote. It's like a system. So, like, you know, these three, they they all are, like, average together to determine. And, yeah, I guess they didn't think Luka was good enough this year, which they're wrong about. Nope, totally. Um, I like, I like, but back to NBA. I like the All Star Weekend. It's my favorite of the All Star Weekends. Yeah, I like the celebrity, celebrity game. game. I like the yeah. three point. Yeah, you dunk know. contest and say what you will. The dunk contest and three point are still exciting, and the celebrity game is really fun. Yeah, I agree. So, I and it's, I it's like in a couple weeks because I know it's right around Claire. We were on our honeymoon when it was because I was watching, I was watching NBA All Star Weekend on my honeymoon. So nice. I always remember it's around that time. All right, so uh, we have a uh, the baseball uh, MLB announced their their uh, their Hall of Fame uh, their Hall of Fame um, inductees. Inductee, just one. Oh, inductee, true. Uh, only one made only it. Only one, and that was Big, Big Poppy. Poppy. Yep, David Ortiz on his first year on the ballot, so he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, got his numbers pulled up. Let's see, five hundred forty-one home runs. 1,768 RBIs. Um, didn't show his average, does it? Oh, 286. Respectable. Um, but he was very clutch, too. If you mm-hmm. remember in those playoff runs, he just captivated the city and at times put him on his back. But if you're big into the war statistic, which I know a lot of people are, um, 
basically they're proving that cheaters don't get in because for this was the last so they get 10 years on the ballot and if you have to cross the 75% threshold of votes and if you don't get it after 10 years you're taken off the ballot and i think you can come back as like a as like a voted in by like i don't know legendary what's it called but anyways Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling and Sammy Sosa was their 10th and final year and neither of them got over 66%, so they didn't cross the threshold, so they will be off the ballot going forward. Uh, Scott Rowland. This is our fucking city. Oh, hey, I was wondering what you were doing. This is- yeah, that was after the Boston Marathon. Yeah, I'm bombing. trying to, I was trying to cue this up. It was one of the best, like, he, he delivered one of the fucking best lines ever. This was after the Boston Marathon bombing, and uh, this is what David Ortiz, if I, hopefully this works, if I can get this to play. This is what David Ortiz had to say. This is our fucking city. Maybe not. We're trying to get like the whole. And nobody no. This is our fucking city. Oh my god. And nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. Oh well, he Thank basically you. said this is our fucking city. Uh. On the PA, like, announcement, like, to the whole... Oh, at a game. Like, you at know a that game. wasn't supposed to happen, or he wasn't supposed to say that. No, he definitely wasn't supposed to say it, but... It Remember was just... a few years ago when he nearly died? Yeah. Wasn't he fucking, like, some drug lord's girlfriend? Uh-huh. And he found out, and he, like, did a drive-by shooting, and, I mean, Big Poppy almost died, like, in... Was he from Venezuela, or... Some Central American... He's Central American, so he was back in his home country yeah. when all this happened, because mm-hmm. you know he's a fucking legend there. Not only... <laughs> It's like the fifth time you've played it, dude. Why is it not working? I can hear it. Is it it's not getting shit. picked. Oh, I can. I keep hearing you play it. City. There's an X right here. What is this? Uh, it's for a memory card. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah, David Ortiz, he got in. Um, Roger Clemens got snubbed. Uh, Barry, Barry Bonds, Bonds Kurt, Schilling, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa. And if you look at their war, it's ridiculous. So Barry Bonds' war was almost 163. David Ortiz was 55.3, just for reference. Because um, without any allegations of cheating, and I know Barry Bonds never tested positive for steroids, but it just shows you how everyone fucking thinks he tested positive for steroids because the guy hit, where is he? So what's crazy is before any steroid allegations, uh-huh. he hit like 498 home runs and had like 1,400, almost 1,500 RBI. Before any of the, before like 1999. Oh, yeah. He was already on pace to be a Hall of Famer. He already had more, almost as many home runs as David Ortiz. Yep. So, yeah. I don't Barry know. Barry Bonds just got older and bigger, is what people were like. That's kind of weird. His the head fact grew. that it was, and the fact that it was prime steroid age. I just think you can't tell the story of baseball. I think steroids should be in the Hall of Fame because you can't it tell. saved baseball, you, dude. You cannot <laughs> tell the story of baseball. Without steroids, without Barry Bonds, without Mark McGuire, without Sammy Sosa. That summer of 98, wasn't it? Dude, that captivated the entire nation. That's what brought baseball back. And look at baseball now. First of all, Brady, please, when you hear this, please. Brady, just turn turn it down for a minute. No, no, no. Just tell me if I'm wrong or you agree or if I'm way off base because I've been out of touch with baseball for a while. But to me, the biggest detriment to baseball right now is Rob Manford, which is the commissioner. Yeah, he's to spineless. Me, you, you cannot tell the story of baseball without steroids. No, they I, they they said they should just have like their own wing, like with asterisks on their name. Say what That's you will. Well, you can. Well, I mean, 
That's not ridiculous. They they took performance enhancing drugs, so they did cheat. But even before they cheated, Roger Clemens was a Hall of Fame talent. Barry Bonds, Hall of Fame talent. Alex Rodriguez, Hall of Fame talent. They would have made it regardless. They just wanted to put them over the edge. Nobody, nobody was caring when the ratings were skyrocketing and the in the the money was rolling in. I know, but you got pure. You still have baseball purists that say you know Mickey Mantle never. Never did this, or Joe DiMaggio never did that. True, but Joe DiMaggio was also fucking several women and cheating on his wife, and a complete drunk. Okay, but he didn't cheat on the field, though. That's true. No, that's I guarantee true. All I these other it. guys probably slept with some women on the road too, I, dude. I and drank. They all have women in every yeah. city. And I get I it. I get it. I just don't think you can tell the story of baseball you without can't. these guys. It's almost like you're just you're putting a dark period of time in base. Like, oh, this ne- never existed. Like Barry Bonds. He's technically the home run champion, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't, yeah, by like seven. Seven fifty six. Yeah, because Aaron was seven fifty five. Yeah, so he finished with a few, like literally seven more. I mean, these are some of the greatest. Roger Clemens was probably the second greatest pitcher I've ever seen. But mm-hmm. to me, it's Pedro. Pedro's my favorite pitcher of all time. But then probably Roger Clemens. I mean, Sam, like Manny Ramirez is on here. He's not even. He's in his sixth year, and he didn't even get twenty nine percent. So he's not even coming close to that threshold. But Manny Ramirez is one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen. These guys just aren't getting in, man. These but baseball's suffering. Oh, you know, I know. Sh- shout they're out, keeping out. Huge shout out names. soccer. They just surpassed baseball as like the third most popular sport in America. Wow! It's football, basketball, now soccer, soccer. Uh, baseball, and then hockey. Uh, and I've heard there's like a Bill Burr bit where he's talking about how much he loves steroids too. He's like how much it did for mm-hmm. the game. And he was like, you don't think guys in the seventies that were high on their mind in cocaine, that wasn't a performance enhancing drug. You know, it's like they could see the stitch in the ball when it left the pitcher's hand, you know, like they were so dilated. They're like, that's a performance enhancer right there yeah. because they were so fucking high on cocaine. Yeah. So it's just a different form of like people have been used taking drugs to enhance their performance for a long fucking time. Daniel Tosh has a good bit about steroids. Uh, in sports, he's like, he's like, yeah, let it in. He's like, what do I care if you die after thirty? You hate life after sports anyway. He's like, why not? Why don't I want to see a guy hit a ball, a fucking mile? Yeah, or see a a quarterback or whoever. It's, I I think it's a generational thing. Like, because me and you, like, I get why why you're gonna punish them but not keep them in, but. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it made the game more exciting. Like you said, the ratings went up. People's interest was peaked. And now they just act like it never happened. You know, like it was this dark period of baseball. But it was like, no, I loved watching the steroid yeah. air, man. Yeah. Like, well, I love watching guys get 50 home runs a year, 60 a, home runs a year. I would feel different if I was a player. And you, yeah, and, so I, and, I, like, and I did it the right way. And you lost out on money because other guys cheated exactly. and got that check. That's yeah, exactly. a completely different conversation, completely different argument. Yeah. But as a fan, as a fan, you love it. Fuck, you want, man. you want to see. You know, like you said, a mile long home where you want to see a guy throw 105 and then hit it 550 feet. And you don't think it's not going on today? Oh, yeah. Just like anything else, just like any kind of black market or shady, seedy thing, they've just gotten better at hiding it. They've well, gotten better at getting away yeah, with it. Yeah, because it's a sport. And what do you want in sports? A competitive edge. So, yeah, yeah they're going to do it. It's just they're going to be a little sneakier about yeah. it. You know, they just can't be injecting their asshole they're not their asshole that's weird <laughs> their butt cheeks <laughs> like straight in their butt like you know you can't be injecting in the locker room you just yeah you get something from mexico or you take this supplement that helps out and hope you don't get caught but yeah it's it's going on still yeah but, so um so that was uh, a lot of a lot of guys though that uh won't even make the threshold to make it uh over again like joe nathan tim hudson tim lincecum ryan howard mark Teixeira, jonathan papel 
Papelbon, I know that name. Justin Morneau, AJ Przinsky, Prince Fielder, Jake Peavy, and Carl Crawford will never be on there again because they didn't even get the five percent. So, and Carl anyways, Crawford. dude, I like Carl Crawford. He was a good player. A good probably, player. What he probably like? How many triples did he have? I remember he had a shitload of triples. They don't even show it. Anyways, good players. Good players. It just shows you how the the MLB Hall of Fame is like the pickiest though, which I like. Well, and it's all the baseball writers and um. And they're all the purest. They're all yeah. older. They're all older. It's a generational thing. Like I mean, said. eventually they'll die off. Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He only got 24%. That's who I'm rooting for next year. And Gary Sheffield. Yeah. And Scott Rowland. Oh, that's my number one dude. I was a big Scott Rowland fan. Scott Rowland's going to make it. He's only in his fifth year of eligibility, and he got over 63%. So let's go, Scott Rowland. All right. You want to get into football and then Cowboys? Yeah. yeah you want to cue that Benny Hill music? <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's talk about let's save Cowboys for last. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, we're done with the divisional round. Probably one of the greatest weekends of football. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Ever. Um, let me pull. Really, up. the greatest. the The Saturday night games were okay, but that's Sunday night. The back to back of Rams, Bucks, and then Bills, Chiefs was just two of the greatest games you could have <laughs> hoped for. Yep. So. Uh, on Saturday we had um, we had the Bengals uh, beating the Titans um, nineteen to sixteen on a last second field goal, and there was a story that came out that when they drove down there, Evan McPherson, the 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 uh, Bengals kicker, passed Joe Burrows. He's going onto the field and he's like, "Yep, looks like we're heading to the AFC Championship." Such the fucking nuts copy, on the kid. Man. Yeah, he's a rookie <laughs> kicker. You know, he's probably the, the fifty second most. You know, whatever player out of 53, but I think he's a fifth-round pick, right? Because we talked yeah. about how early do you take a kicker, and I would take a fifth-round pick if it meant having a cocky kicker like I that. I watched a video of him because he went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, in their indoor practice facility, and they had a bottle, uh, like a like a Coke bottle, like a Pepsi bottle up on a rail mm-hmm. that was up on the second deck. He kicked a ball, and they had the lid barely on. Oh he kicked God. a ball. Hit the spun, hit the the lid and spun it off the bottle. I mean, that's like some dude perfect stuff. Exactly, but with kicking, yeah. not even throw. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, if they're telling how many takes, but still impressive. You can no shave. the fact that he did that and is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it use a fourth round pick. I would probably go. A, don't you get those probably compensatory picks? Mm-hmm. Around? I would use a compensatory fourth, fourth round pick on the best kicker mm-hmm. because back to the Cowboys. Fuck Greg Zerline. We we. Got to get something. We got a dicker the kicker coming out this year out of yeah, Texas. I know. Yep. Um, First kicker off the board, baby. So that was a good. That was a good game. I'm happy for Joey B. Um, I yeah, think he's catapulted himself into that conversation of the the next young with Herbert, with Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Kyler. Lamar Jackson, Kyler. Yeah. You know, the it's a great core of young quarterbacks. Yeah, the league's in good hands as yeah. far as quarterbacks like go. Moving forward, that's great. Yeah. Hands to be um. In. Uh. In in his. The post game press conference, Joe Joe Burrow was like, "Look, I'm tired of this narrative of like this whole Cincinnati narrative. Like, we're not supposed to be here. Like, we're just happy to be here." He's like, "No, that's in the past. From now on, this is bare minimum. Like, I'm tired how, of the underdog story. Yeah, like, how cool is that to hear as a teammate or as a fan of the Bengals? He's in his second fucking year, dude. Really, his first full year. First too. full year healthy. Yeah. He's like, I think I read another quote where it wasn't in that conference press conference, but maybe a couple of days later, he's like, "We're coming for throats." Like. I love to hear oh, yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's he's from a small, like poverty stricken Ohio town. Now to be taking Athens, a, Ohio. Now to be taking a 
a team that hasn't made it to even this far in over mm-hmm. 30 years no. to take them where they're at. Like, yeah. I, I hope nothing but the best. I, that's who I want to win. I got yeah. money on it, man. Uh, I had a, I had a great bet I made with a friend at work. I had three to one odds. I took them before the playoffs started. I said, I'll take Bengals to the Super Bowl. You give me, if I win, I get 60. If I lose, I'll give you 20. I was like, but you can have anyone else. The Bills the make it. Yeah, you get the field. Chiefs make it. The Bills make it. Titans make it. You win. But I get the Bengals at 3-1. to one. And so bad. far, I'm riding that, right? Riding the wave. So I'm going with them all the way, man. And then in that second game Saturday night, um, we've got the 49ers over the Packers, 13-10. to 10. Love, um, Love to see Aaron Rodgers. Lose. That San Francisco defense is dragging Jimmy Garoppolo's dead <laughs> fucking weight body through the playoffs. Um, you know, it was, it was a quintessential Green Bay playoff game in January. We had the snow coming down. It was cold. Rodgers couldn't have scored touchdowns. It, it, I just uh, – that baffles me, man. That Second year in a row. Baffles me. They were in the uh, Ch- NFC Championship game last year. Had three straight – his defense got him three straight turnovers, and he couldn't convert a single point for yep. them. But yet, then he'll turn around and bet, you know, say what's wrong with the team. He never takes responsibility, even though he's the head of the team. You know, he's the quarterback, he's the MVP, but he can't score touchdowns. But, yeah, I got I got to get out of here. I can't win here. You got an all-pro receiver. You got a great line. You got a coach that's – I think I looked it up. He's 39-10 and 10 since he took over. And he's got he's a made, two-headed running attack. Yeah, great running attack. And it's AJ like – AJ Dillon. And I don't get it either because he is good. He's not like some guy that you're like, yeah, he's just overrated. He's great. But when they get to that point now, just can't get him over the top. So – I don't know, and he's—I think he's gone next year. Oh yeah, uh, I think I think he's going to Denver. Denver with their, you know, because there was talks this year, and then I think it just cemented the fact that they just hired Nathaniel Hackett, which was his OC there. Devontae Adams is talked about. Yep, unrestricted free mm-hmm. agent, so he can just walk. Green Bay can look drastically different next yep. year, which is great for us because if he goes to Denver, Denver's in the AFC. So yeah, like it, open up. up Green Bay, get ready for some Jordan Love, which we've seen how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, who knows? Full year in camp, getting all the reps. Who knows? Um, and so, it's not like the division's completely stacked. No, that yeah. could still be a winnable division. I mean, just seeing how the offseason plays we'll out. We'll see how Justin Fields develops. How the we'll new, see how Dan Campbell takes over the fucking league. Oh my god! I might make a bet in Bite Vegas. Kneecaps. I might make an early season bet. We're four and thirteen. They no, they're gonna win the division, dog. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, that's an open division. Might be the yeah. I'll take. Is Jared Goff still the quarterback? Okay, maybe they take a maybe they take Matt Corral. They take Matt Corral and he's healthy. He's he's starting in week one. Market. I don't, I don't market think Matt Corral gets passed. They got an early pick. Oh, they they would have to burn a real early. Yeah, they don't yeah. use that early of a pick. No, unless you think he's something. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't take an edge rusher over. I watch his film. Would you rather watch or take a quarterback that you think could be at best like? I can't think of a comp. So just say like I've been playing Prescott. a lot of Madden. Okay, Dak Prescott or an end that could be T.J. Watt or Nick Bosa or whoever you want to put in there. Give me a pass. Give me a because you're taking a pass rusher over a quarterback. Because you said a Nick, you said a Bosa or a T.J. Watt. Those are top tier. Yeah, I'm taking that guy over a fringe top five quarterback. I I don't know about that. You always take the quarterback. What are you talking about? Quarterbacks. There's two lead. positions. There's two positions that are at premiums: pass rusher and quarterback. Okay, but I can put a I can put a tight end and a tackle on you on you and kind of you know slow you down. I can chip you with a running back. Yeah, we saw how well that worked out with Cowboys giving up five sacks. What are you talking about, Chaz Green? 
No, in the playoff game. Oh, we give up five really sacks. Old. No, we give up five sacks. I've already blurred that out of my memory. All right, so let's move on to Sunday. Uh, Sunday we had the Rams and Bucks, and one of the, it was a really good game. I it took, was crazy to I took see Landry that comeback. To see Sing Two, when I went into the theater, the ticket taker dude was watching it on his phone, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Are they still down big?" He's like, "It's twenty-seven-three." I thought it was over. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. That's very close to the Super Bowl score. Too. Yeah, and then we get into the theater, and uh, group me starts blowing up, and I'm like, hold on, let me pull my phone. And then I watched that. I watched the rest of the game. I you mean, missed I, a great movie. No, it was good. I, I caught, you know, I caught a lot of it. It was really good. Yeah. A lot of the songs were good. The production at the end, like the, the yeah, show. Yeah, a great show. The show at the end was Ms. really good. Miss Crowley was once again the star. My favorite song was the uh, – was the, Taron Eggleton, uh, his He's character, really the, singer. the that's the gorilla. That's, that's Claire's favorite. Yeah, the gorilla. That was my favorite song. Yeah, great singer. Um, uh, so yeah, the Rams hold off a furious Tom Brady comeback. And uh, <laughs> see when uh, was it, who hit him that made him? Was it made him bleed? Yeah, it was nobody it makes Miller? me bleed. <laughs> yeah, blood. There's those memes. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood because he he has that look on his face. Where he looks crazy. And that's <laughs> the first time he got a personal. Or, uh, and that's bullshit. He's been in the league nearly 20 years, and you know he's probably talked so much shit. And they finally call him. It was at Oculus, son. Good for he's him. Like, nobody talks to <laughs> refereeing royalty like this. It's true, though. I mean, see these pythons. TB12, my dick, dude. Both those guys, yeah. father and son. What yeah. a duo of yeah. ass kicking. Yeah, so a lot uh, of those refs are ripped now, dude. Like yeah. as if they just couldn't make it as bodybuilders, so they became refs. You see their arms with them, it's like, God damn, it's you know, it's like a forty inch I don't mm-hmm. know. Three of my arms make up his arm. So the Rams come out on top. Um great game. 27 it was like, another great game. Leaving the best receiver in the world. They did they called an all out all out blitz, right? With like mm-hmm. a single high safety and he just burned them. Hey, uh I have an I have an idea for you. If Cooper Cup is on the field, you might want to cover that guy. The guy if won somebody the, other than a safety. He won the triple crown of wide receivers, which has what did Jerry Rice was like the last mm-hmm. one to do that? Don't give him a free release and just let oh him run God. right yeah, up let's, the middle let's of the field. Let's go all out blitz against the greatest receiver alive right now and a quarterback with a live arm and who has great chemistry with yeah. him. You know that's who he's going to look yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, that was so fucking. But you know what? I love to see Tom Brady. Seeing Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers losing the same same weekend was just. Made up for last week's heartache. Yeah, it's refreshing. Almost. Almost. And then we get to the crown jewel. Yeah. We get to probably maybe one of the greatest games I've ever seen. And if you're like me, because I think we were watching something as a family, so I came in at like the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. like 12 minutes left, and shit, that alone, that the rest of the fourth quarter in overtime was enough for me. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because I think it was like... 20 like low 20s 20 something to 20 something low there 20s was, there was 18 there was 18 points scored in the fourth quarter oh there was probably most of that came in the last like two minutes it was it yeah. was crazy yeah. man because claire was watching me and she's like oh, okay so the game's over right like when the Chiefs score and i'm like i don't know there's less than two minutes left bills go down and score and claire's like okay so the bills are gonna or the bills are winning now right and i'm like they should but there's 13 seconds 13 seconds left and he gets them into field goal range Fucking crazy. Yeah, next time your girl says 13 seconds isn't long enough. Show them that tape. Show exactly. them that tape. Yep. 13 seconds is plenty, baby. Uh, but, yeah, 42-36. Um, and, you know, the big takeaway from this game is the overtime rules. Yeah, which um, need to be changed. I just don't like that uh, Josh Allen just didn't get to touch the ball. Um, no. I think the I think we as fans got robbed. I think Josh Allen got robbed. I think that's what might actually change it is it took – 
a, an instant classic game coming down to a coin flip. And, you know, like everyone wanted to see that game keep going. Let's play, maybe not the players, they were tired, but let's play another 10 minutes. If we're still tied, I think they should play 10 straight minutes. You know, and if your team's ahead of my team, it's over. If we're still tied after 10 minutes, even if we each scored a touchdown, then you go, then you put the ball at like the 30 yard line or the 25 yard line, and your kicker kicks it, and then my kicker so kicks it's like it. Horse. We rotate. Yeah, we rotate. Or at Jeff, did you hear Jeff Cavanaugh's? Mm-hmm. I, I now can't explain it well, but he had a good idea. Maybe he got it for someone else, but he was like, you either pick if you want the ball or you want to play defense first. And if you want the ball first, I get to pick where you start at. So you got to start at the one yard line and you have to go all the way. Or I could, or I could pick defense and I could stuff you. And now I get great field position. Mm-hmm. So it's like whoever gets the ball first, the other team picks the starting position, which you would pick like the one yard line. So it's like, okay, you get the ball, but you have to go 99 fucking yards on me. But if I stop you and I get the ball back short field, I can pick defense every time. Right. You would pick defense and back them up. So I don't know. It's just there's there's a got to be a better way. And obviously my suggestion's not the right one, but because people are always like, well, then how would you fix it? And I'm like, fuck if I know. I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but let's workshop it. Let's think of something. Let's ten, let's let's come up with ten ideas and we'll work our way down. Ten straight minutes, and then I like the idea. It's kind of like the equivalent of PKs in soccer penalties. Yeah. You know, just you started at the twenty five and kick for kick. I I posted a meme about the overtime rules on Reddit and it. It kind of kind of blew up for me. It got over a thousand upvotes, which there is a lot go. for me. And it got like two hundred comments, but the top comment on there was pick the drunkest fan from each team and have them fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine a Bills player and a Chiefs fan coming out to the middle of the field and fucking gladiator style that? I'm taking Buffalo all day. Oh, Buffalo all day. Yeah. Buffalo wants overtime. Like Oakland, Buffalo overtime would be fucking epic. Well, I guess see, Vegas. Speaking I, of, always speaking say of drunk fans, did you see Stefan Diggs lay that fucking dude. He laid a dude out. A dude, a drunk kid, like you know, twenty one, twenty. Because TikToks were later found where they were daring him to do it. They gave him a thousand dollars, and he was hammer drunk. So of course he's doing it. So he runs out on the field, and he's running like to the players and he's running through the middle and then all of a sudden you see white number 14 just boom and just hit him and knock him on his ass and then security grabs him was this during the game or during. after oh, okay see i during. thought it was after this is like and i was fourth like quarter. Is probably pissed no this is like fourth lost. quarter well yeah you know what if you do that you deserve to get laid out yeah. like and if you break a bone like you can't sue because no. you shouldn't have, i hate when people are like i'm hurt so i'm gonna no dude you got on the field you rushed us for all we know you got a fucking knife so yeah, yeah we're gonna take you out that happened at a tennis game, right? Like in the nineties, like yeah. a lady like mm-hmm. had a knife and stabbed a tennis player. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume. Oh, do you remember that in Chicago where that father son beat the shit out of an ump, mm-hmm. like the first baseline? So it's like, if you charge the field and I'm a 300 pound man, I'm gonna lay you out. Well, that's why they don't play, and that's why you're banned for life. You, you get yeah, trespassing they charges. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. Like you get laid the fuck out. You don't get to sue. You go, you know, you go to the hospital. You pay your bill. You were the one, you were the idiot that did that. Yep. But he got a thousand bucks. Let me uh, just shout out um, uh, Gabriel Davis for the Bills. He had a record-setting game. He yeah, had like was, four I, touchdowns, like 200-something yards. I love football. I don't know if I heard of that guy before. All reason I have is because I have a bunch of his rookie cards from last year. You better sell them. Uh, I haven't even checked probably what they're a little doing. Bit. Yeah, they probably, you could probably got a little something. But he had like four touchdowns. He had over uh, 200 yards too, didn't he? Yeah, let me see. Because I remember after he got that last one, it was like nine catches, 207 yards. And I was like, God damn, talk about having a career game. Eight receptions, 201 yards, four touchdowns. Jesus. That'd be good. You know what? That 204, 
whatever, what is it, 200 and what yards and four touchdowns? That's a decent game for a quarterback because yeah. you're putting up yeah. big touchdowns. That's yeah. like an efficient Troy Aikman game. Yeah. Under 250, but you had three or four touchdowns and you won. It's like, but to be a receiver in the playoff mm-hmm. game, like, and to lose, man, to lose. Talk about <laughs> Josh Allen was 27 to 37, uh, 329 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And Patty Mahomes was 33 of 44, 378 for three touchdowns. He ran for one, too. That first one he scored yeah. with his feet. Yeah, he ran, he ran for 69 yards. And, of course, afterwards, touchdown. they were describing, like, because this rivalry is fucking fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. two, of the, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, and they're like, this could be the new Tom Brady Peyton Manning rivalry that we saw play out in the playoffs yeah. so many times. Like, they're not in the same division, but they're going to meet in the playoffs oh, a few true. more times yeah. in their career, you would hope. And if they ever have a, a regular season game, they're that's going to be prime time. It's going to be a Sunday night, oh, yeah. a Monday night game. So, oh, yeah, for sure. It, I can't wait for the rematch. Even if it's next year, week 13, I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, championship weekend is tomorrow. So, we've got – Yep. We've got – uh, Chiefs Bengals and we've got um, Niners Rams. We got a divisional. And which... is the Super Bowl in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. They can host. Can't they? Yeah, they can yep. for the second time, second year in a row. That <clears throat> might happen. Well, I know who I'm picking. I picked from um, our podcast months ago. I picked uh, Rams over Chiefs, but I'm going to adjust it because I want to win sixty bucks. So I'm going to say Rams Bengals. Rams Bengals, and honestly, dude. I'm fucking riding the bingle, riding with the Bengals the whole way. So, I think I don't think it's logical. I think the Chiefs are going to win, but like I said, I want sixty bucks. So I'm going to say Bengals, you know, Bengals over Chiefs. The Bengals did beat the Chiefs like real late in the season. Yeah. Jamar Chase had like two hundred something yards, a couple touchdowns. So, and that that secondary for the Chiefs did not look good. And Tyron Matthew might still be out with the concussion, yep. dude. I just when no, I when he's I he's playing. I heard oh, yesterday. He, he's already heard yesterday. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, that hurts him, but. Their offense is just so good. Like I think Joe Mixon's an RB one. Um, Jamar Chase is obviously a uh, wide receiver one. T Higgins is a solid two. Tyler Boyd's a solid three. Like they might have the best one two three in the mm-hmm. league, even over you know over Dallas, which I love our talent. But let's be real, they're still in the playoffs, so they're better. Yep. They got a young good defense. I love Logan Wilson, their um, middle linebacker. They have he's just all over the field. Um, I, I genuinely like the Bengals. I think they're a good team. So tomorrow we've got Bengals Chiefs three o'clock on CBS, and then Forty Niners Rams uh, at six thirty. Which Forty Niners beat the Rams in both divisional matchups this year. That's so how they got in. It's hard they to beat a to team be- three three times in a row in a That's season. True. You always hear that. Or yeah. three times in a season. Uh, I like the Rams more here. I do too. Um, my heart wants Bengals Rams, uh, but. I think my head's going Chiefs Rams, which will make for a great Super Bowl. It'll it will. make for a good one. But and I could see storylines all the way too because I could see if the Bengals make it, they would they'll continue to play the underdog narrative. Yeah, the media will. You know, yep. they'll talk about how it's their first time since '88 and they got a second. Mm-hmm. Like, there's good talking points, but I'm just tired of the Chiefs, dude. <laughs> I still I I got nothing against Mahomes. Well, Tyree Kill should you know go to hell, beating Buckle up because it seems like we're gonna have another decade of. Pat Mahomes being playing late into the season. Yeah, and I get it, but so it's like it's like with Manning or Tom Brady. It's like and when they get knocked out, it's a special thing because yeah. it's like something different's gonna happen. Yeah. But you're right. For the next ten years, he could make five more of these. Mm-hmm. He's made four he straight. Made four. That's fucking four straight AFC championship games. Yep. And I mean, I don't know if they've had four in their history before him. Maybe probably not. Because they made the first Super Bowl, correct? Mm-hmm. 
It was, so I'm assuming they made a couple. But yeah, he honestly might have already matched their uh, conference championship <laughs> yep. totals in four years. So he's he's just he's very special. He's one of a kind talent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he his wife can fuck off. Yeah, did you see that shit? shit when they won? What she do? They oh, were God. in the she suite. She did something else, dude. They were in the suite. They had just won. She took a <sighs> bottle of champagne and she started spraying it out of the window onto the people below her. It's freezing. It's cold freezing cold. cold. What a bitch move. You know they're gonna get like hypothermia. I mean, those people are built different. We would get hypothermia. <laughs> those people are built different. But it's just like you get. It's this, just a selfish. It's a dumbass move. Yeah. Like stop. Like Spray at what, at what point yourself. do you just say stay home? He should have already. Like stay home. And I, then I you've honestly, got his brother out there fucking yeah, making TikToks. I honestly feel bad for him with that situation with his girlfriend. And they've been together forever, right? Somebody posted a meme. It was him in high school. It was her and him. She and wrapped around him all clingy. I saw he's that. like longest jail sentence ever. <laughs> yeah, because it is because he looks like he's in junior high. Dude, I mean, he might be in ninth grade. Baby. And she's she is she's wrapped around him. She's got a big grin on her face because she's like, I'm hitching my uh, whatever they call it, hitching my trailer to yeah, this. Yeah. And yeah, so that he's been with him or with her and his brother for two thirds of his life. His brother's whole life, obviously, but yeah. she's been with him literally twenty, probably twenty, close to twenty years. Yeah. So she fucking sucks. He sucks. Poor guy. Um, one more thing I want to touch on. Um, I know we give Nick a hard time all the time, um, and I, I don't like the Steelers, but uh, shout out to uh, Big Ben announcing his retirement after 18 years. Uh, never had a losing season. That's um, very impressive. Spent eight, you know, his entire career with with one. So team. he had more rape allegations than losing seasons. That's right. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> shout out Nick. Uh, but yeah, he called it quits. So it's just one of those dudes from kind of our kind of younger years growing up. That's. Gone and out of the game. I think yeah. we've got what Brady left. Yeah, yeah. Brady Phillip Rivers just went out. He just I went out. Breeze just went out. So yeah, it looks so like he's like last. You know, other than Tom Brady, you know, he's the last. Who one might retire? You know, he's always talking about it. He's coming back. He wants to play till he's fifty. Fine, let him break all his bones. That's all on me. Let him process. Let him bleed his old blood. Uh, so shout out to Big Ben on a good career. Um, that is extremely impressive, though. To ne- yeah. What was it? Seventeen years, no lo- no losing 18. season. Eighteen years and never losing season. That's very impressive. Like say what you will about his. I don't know if you count his score. first one because he took over for Tommy Maddox. I don't know. It was pretty early on. I don't know if it was first game or what, but I wouldn't count it. But yeah. So uh, shout out Big Ben on a good career. Go. I don't know, drink beer, do whatever you're going to do. In the confines of your home. Yeah, don't go to probably, bathrooms probably and go, bars. Yeah, probably don't go to the bar bathroom. All right, uh, I have got to use the potty real quick, and then we'll get into the Cowboys, and we'll get out of here. All right. And we're back. All right, let's talk um, Let's talk about this Cowboy game. Let's wrap up this Cowboys. Uh, let's do this post-mortem on this Cowboys thing. Um, Cowboys go out in the wild card round yet again. Uh, 23-17 um, to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, let me give him some just some stats real quick. 21-20 uh, to 20 in favor of San Fran on the first downs. Um, 77 total rushing yards for the Cowboys versus 169 for San Francisco. Yeah, that's, that's predictable. <clears throat> San Francisco is just that kind of team. Um. Cowboys were sacked five times for 40 yards. San Francisco didn't give up a sack. Um, let me see. 341 total yards, 307 for the Cowboys. 
we lost two fumble or we had two fumbles. We didn't lose any. Each had a turnover. Um, and here's the big one: uh, 14 penalties for 89 yards. Yep. Wow, they that, had nine for 58. I think they said it tied a franchise record, didn't it? Or was it an NFL record NFL re- for NFL playoffs? Record for, for playoffs. Uh, third down conversions, they were 6 for 13. We were 5 for 14. Uh, we were 1 for 2 on fourth down conversions, and they won the time of possession battle 33-59 uh, to 26-01. Yeah, so um, they had a better third down conversion. They had the ball longer. They had more rushing yards. They didn't give up sacks. I mean, every stat so you th- tells you. There yeah, was a point won. in the first half where the 49ers had more first downs than we had offensive plays ran. Yeah, that's that's how the first quarter and a half felt like. Mm-hmm. Maybe named in the first half. Yeah, so um, – and I think this is our first Owen, oh, yeah, uh, Owen appearance yep. of the of the podcast. He just wants to come on. He'll be on later. Um, I, and this is a theme with McCarthy going back. You know, anytime they lost, it was always to blame the refs. Oh, yeah. He's been doing that for years. Uh, to me, that that is a loser mentality. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've watched the game three times. They weren't one, making phantom calls. One li- one live, and then I've gone back twice. Maybe two of them, three of them, were um, questionable. questionable. Yeah, but still, at that, you made twelve, eleven, or twelve penalties. It's entire, and it's all the 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 pre snap stuff, the 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 false starts, the offsides, the illegal not motions, getting not getting set. Yeah, it's all this the little details. That comes back to coaching. Little details that play out huge in the final, though, because that cost us. There would be third downs where instead of third and three, it's now third and eight. Yep, which is a big deal. We played. We played behind the script all night, mm-hmm. all day. You know, you couldn't get anything on first down. So that was, was we talked about though. That was a terrible matchup for us, though. San Francisco, I knew coming in was going to be probably the worst first round matchup we could have hoped for. I was really hoping to get Arizona back. I felt confident that bringing Arizona back in here, we would have won that game. <laughs> and then going to Tampa Bay, I thought we would have had a good chance to beat Tampa Bay, but we just couldn't get past that first round. I mean, that team that now has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, so I don't feel – it's not like we lost to a bunch of bums. I mean, they're a very talented team. Well, he's really coming in on the yeah. mic now. Yeah, he's he's Mike's picking him up good. He, he, he watched that game with me. He's still yeah, a little sore about it. Was that his first Cowboy experience? Probably. So he had that, and then Landry had Dez. Dez catch. catch. We have cursed um, you You just can't give up 14 penalties. You can't be bad at third down. San Francisco came in here, and pardon my phrasing, but they put their dicks in their mouth. They dominated. They went, they they, went ass to mouth They dominated. Debo Samuel, pretty much. They came in here, and they dominated the lines of scrimmage. Yep. They got whatever they wanted. Whenever they wanted, on both sides of the ball. On both sides of the ball. Yep, they and, got. They just took what they wanted. And you know, coming in, Jimmy Garoppolo is by far the worst quarterback in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's like slow down Debo, and then just don't let Kittle beat you. You do those two things on defense, which I know is easier said than done because Debo is a fucking freak. But and I, and I said when we got he this matchup, their matchup, I said Dallas is a finesse team. They do not do well. When teams come in and can out physical them, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And I don't want to hear about the refs. No, that's that's McCarthy making excuses. Like you when, said, he did that in Green Bay too. You have a chance to win. I think in the fourth quarter, you had a ball. You you got the ball back with like four minutes, all your timeouts, 
that's when you get down by set six or seven, however much it was. That's when you go win the game. Mm-hmm. That's when you go win the game. You don't commit a penalty on a punt. I think I think it was a punt early in the third quarter. There was a penalty. Um, let me see if I can. I'm on pro football reference right now. Let me see if I can. Uh, was at the end of the second quarter or beginning of the third. Okay, like I said, I blocked out so much from that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find it, but there was a penalty on a on a on a punt play, um, that gave him the ball back. Um, yeah, you know we we got the ball back. We had opportunities to win. Absolutely, it's not like, it, and even at the very end, at got, the very end, we had a chance. We got to the ball back play. with two forty two, no timeouts, or three timeouts. And you run four plays, or you run six plays, excuse me, and you punt the ball. Yeah. Actually, you don't it was, punt. It was turnover on downs. It was honestly one of the worst games we played all year. You know, Zeke had 12 carries for 31 yards, where Zeke just, they shouldn't be a timeshare. It should be a 60-40 split. And I get everyone talks about Zeke's blitz pickup, and he's, yeah, he's really good at that. But ain't much else he's good at. He's not going to bark an explosive game-changing play. He's past that in his career. He's not going to do that again. Here, we are anchored to that guy for a few more years. Here's another thing uh, that concerns me. Uh, and I, I saw this past weekend, it, it, it happened across other games. CeeDee Lamb had five targets and one reception. For yeah, you heard uh, Aikman. Did you hear Aikman's article or quote about that? Mm-mm. About basically how if that was my guy, you know, you would have had ten targets for the the – the first half was even over. He was like, the way the defense was reading him, he was like, the way he was covered on that defense, he's like, that should have been your go-to guy because they were putting so much attention on Cooper that he was like, Lamb just never had a chance to get going. And I don't know. I mean, I maybe think, we have too many weapons, but I don't think you can ever have too many no. weapons. But he is one of those young, talented receivers with Jamar Chase, with Justin Jefferson. He's below them. But he's in that pool, and to have one catch for 21 yards is... You know, and it shouldn't take kick returns to get Pony, Tony Pollard involved, and it shouldn't take punt returns to get C.D. Lamb involved. Why can't why can't we do with C.D. Lamb what San Francisco does with Debo? I was thinking that, and I think he's just he's just not strong enough right now. He I don't I don't know if he can you take can't those get hits. him the ball in space. You, you can get him, okay. I thought you meant running me as a running back or something. You not, just mean like little bubble screens or not little primarily, slants. but. You, you're telling me he can't run. He can run an end around. You he know can't what I mean? run. Or he can't run a sweep. He yeah. can't run an off tackle. He can't run through the tackles, but he can run around. You know what I mean? He can do the the outside carries. Absolutely. Just, something happened with his offense after about week seven. Yeah. Something happened with Kellen Moore, man. Like he was. I, I think genius. something happened with Dak after he hurt that calf in New England. He was he was not the same after That's that. That's true. And I don't know, you know, if it just was him overcompensating and his mechanics were off. I don't, you know, I know a lot of it was the O-line shuffling. I mean, I think in that game that was the second time that group of five had played together. I know for a while Connor Williams was a liability, but, you know, Terrence. He's, he's still a liability. Terrence Steele was playing well. If you want to talk about the line, we talk about getting rid of Connor Williams, moving uh, Terrence Steele to tackle, and then kicking Collins in at guard. Guard, yeah. Or trying to replace him because – Terrence still did a fantastic job. They talked about how he had the best work ethic of anyone. But with the Joneses, what kills me is they're going to say, Terrence still is an undrafted free agent. 
you can't start him over Lyle Collins, who we paid big money to. Same thing with Zeke. You can't start Tony Pollard over Zeke because Zeke is. You see, when we when we go to commercials, it has that animation of Zeke looking all scary. He's a he's what they call a you know he's a face of our franchise. No, normal teams don't give a fuck. Don't, like Bill Belichick just would have already started his other running backs. He would have started the best player. Well, Bill Belichick doesn't play players like that to begin with. So you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter no, if you were first round pick. Sentiment, if you're yeah. the best player that day, you should. That's how Jimmy Johnson was. Jimmy that was Johnson a different said, league back then, though. That was pre-salary cap. I know, but that makes it even better because it means like if you're a ten million dollar player or you're a three hundred thousand dollar player, if he's playing better than you. That's the way it should be. It should it should be come down to a financial decision. It could come down to team management. Who's the best player in this situation to start? I do think the one. And the Joneses are the worst at I that. I do think the one head that will roll was that offensive line coach. Will be oh on. yeah, they've talked about replacing your offensive line yeah. coach. And I think in the draft, which we can go just touch on that in a minute. I would love to see an offensive um, lineman to be taken in the first three rounds. At least one offensive line. They said you know if you can draft one and sign Holy one. Holy shit. What? Breaking news, Tom Brady is retiring from football after 22 seasons. Thank God. ESPN just came in. <laughs> so, uh, Gronk's um, probably gone too. Yep. Dude, Tampa Bay, I'm so happy they mortgaged everything. They got their one Super Bowl good for them, but Bruce Arians, I think, is an asshole. I think he's coming out as like being more about uh, not so much player safety with the Antonio Brown story mm-hmm. because he might have – credit there Antonio Brown about not being physically able to play and being forced to um yeah and I think they're going to lose Byron Leftwich if he goes to Jacksonville takes that head coaching job Jacksonville should hire him they should I think he, he deserves or maybe it. with Brady retiring Marians might deuce out and Leftwich will slide Leftwich right should in. be a head coach whether it's Jacksonville or Tampa Bay he's earned that he's a great caller <laughs> play caller but um yeah, that's a great, wow that's great so we just you know we just talked about that and then I mean, he said he's gonna play till he's 50 <laughs> it, 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 yes that he wants to oh, okay. uh, it'll be out you know obviously by the time this drops but yeah Tom Brady is returning after 22 years I think Gronk's out too oh yeah Gronk's they, they, out. they were, the they were a combo deal that's, yeah they were a package he's deal he's the only reason he came back um but yeah, I mean, it's just it's really disappointing because this team is going to look drastically different um, yeah. in twenty twenty two. I really think we had a team to do it this year. Um, yeah, I would say this is the most disappointed I've been in since I thought in sixteen we had a great chance. I thought fourteen was a better, and I thought oh seven, oh thirteen, seven, thirteen, and sixteen were my year, and you said fourteen. So this was four out of the last twenty years. This is like the fourth team I felt that confident about. You know, I mean, it's been a long the time day since after, I felt this you know, good. Everybody at work knows, like, I'm a huge Cowboy fan. They're like, oh, man, are you disappointed? I'm like, listen, you can't kill what's already custom. dead inside. Yeah. You know, like, I'm already dead inside. Like, you can't. I'm No. Like, this is par for the course. Like, it's not a big deal. It's just super disappointing um, because, you know, this team is going to look different. You yeah. know, uh, um. Michael Gallup is a free agent. Cedric Wilson's a free agent. That's why I think, you know, if there is a stud receiver there at the first round, you might have to take him. You take a receiver in the first round? I think you always have to be open to it. No, you're out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. Jeff Kavanaugh agrees with me. Who? Mike, Mike, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Olave from Ohio State? Is that who you're probably targeting? I don't know. I haven't really looked at the receivers yet. Okay, but, okay, well, since you just said that, because I haven't either. You know, receivers is one of those positions. It goes deep. You can get. We got Michael Gallup in the third. Cedric Wilson, I think, was sixth. 
So I think when you're in the first round, like you said, offensive line, defensive line is very important. You're going to probably lose Dorrance Armstrong. You could lose Randy Gregory. No, That's just on your line. Who? They'll sign him. Which one? Gregory. I like Dorrance Armstrong, too. So do I, but they're going to keep Gregory. Uh, on You got KZ, Curse, and Hooker, three guys that you had for this one year. Yeah. Oh, and Keanu Neal that were all kind of linebacker safety hybrids. You'd be lucky. to. I'd like to bring back uh, Jerron Curse. Uh, we were wide receivers. You got Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, and Cedric Wilson. You'd be lucky to bring back Noah Brown. It might be the only one you can afford. I mean, because uh, right now your receiver room is Dalton Schultz. He's gonna get paid. We're gonna get gone. a good. We're gonna get a pick for him though. He's gonna get ten, twelve million dollars a year. <clears throat> um, and don't forget about your your punter, dude. Anger was an all pro punter. Give me the kid out of San Diego State that's fucking averaging like. 70 yards. Like he's him. hitting 80 yarders on like on the regular. You know what? And I'm fine with that. I, I they say what you will about a kicker or punter, they do matter. They can change the field. If I'm inside my own 20 and, and I can put you inside your 20 like that, that's worth of a fifth round pick because you know, Bradley and I, for example, who we got out of Utah that we were high on in like two years ago, he was on our practice squad, then we let him go. Now he's with the jet. You know, just for example, these guys that you take and be like, well, maybe he'll work out. Or you could take a punter and have a fucking twelve year career. I, I don't. I don't think they'll they'll go punter. But I do. You know, punter right there in the at fifth, sixth round. If you got two fifth round think, picks, I don't think he'll be there. I think oh, you don't think he'll there. be there? No. So he'll go even early. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant like we wouldn't do it. No. I was like, no, no, we'll do we, it. We'd do it if he was there. Yeah, uh, yeah I think we're picking twenty three or twenty four. I really hope Nicobe Dean is there. Nicobe Dean. Would be more likely than the, I can't think of his name too, but that center from Iowa that everyone boasts about that oh, now all of a sudden's top ten. He's done. Yeah, but he's like Quentin Nelson. He's not mm-hmm. the sexiest pick, but they're like, look at this draft in ten years from now, and he'll be the best player, or yeah. he'll be the most consistent player. Yeah, so, so I'm hoping to Kobe Dean, and I haven't gotten into draft mode yet, and we will. We yeah. both will we'll, as, we'll, we, as we get closer. People can skip through that little segments later on because we will talk about it because I think we need a center and a guard and a tackle to start, mm-hmm. which Tyron Smith might be that tackle to, or I'm sorry, Steele could be that tackle to take over Smith, but you got to replace. And I love Tyler Biotish. I thought he was going to have a good year, but he did not. And Connor Williams, those are your two weak points on offense. And then you're just replacing like wide receiver and tight end. Like you said that you could lose in free agency. And then on defense, same thing. We're going to lose good players. Like you said, you can't afford LVE's them He's gone. LVE, which everyone was like, oh, yeah, let him walk. But he had some great moments. He, he had, probably he played stepped his, up. He probably played his best. Since two, his rookie year. His best game, and maybe of his Cowboys career. In that, oh, you in, meant his single game. In that 49er game. Yeah, he, he, played he was really all over the field. Well. That's, if he was like that for the last three years, he would have got that long-term contract. He yeah. was. He played great, like you said. He looked fantastic on the field. But neck in, I mean, he's a neck injury guy, too, which I don't want him to get hurt. I hope he pays somewhere, and I hope he does good and stays safe. But Dalton Schultz, gone. Gallup, more than likely gone. Cedric Wilson's gone. We could get rid of Cooper, too. That'll and I'm us. okay with that. We could have come up with a scenario. Would you rather trade Cooper and keep Gallup and Wilson or keep Cooper and lose Gallup and Wilson? Because I would keep the two over the one. So it would be CD Lamb, Lamb Gallup, Wilson. Yep. And then draft a guy. Do you really need a fourth-round receiver, though? You draft a guy in the fifth round, yeah. sure. I'm not. I'm not using that first uh, no, round pick. No, like I'm not. Said. I'm not talking first rounder. Yeah, and he still got Semi Falco. I mean, he's still. Yeah, from last year, who didn't play much, but you know, could be learning. But that would free up a lot of space because Jerry Jones took some shots at Cooper with that, which was weird to me. Yeah, of all the people, because he will not attack 
Zeke Elliott, which I can't fucking understand. He, he he just loves that kid like a son, but Zeke is the most underperforming player we have on this roster. On the field, whatever he's playing, whoever he's playing against, he's the and most underperforming. And I'm not defending Zeke, but the line didn't play great. They have an all-pro. They have a future Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, they didn't play great, but... You know, lots of linemen don't play great, and you, you're shifty, you're elusive, you're you make right. a move. You're right. He's past that point in his career. Right. He's not. No, I agree with you. He's gonna, he's gonna hit somebody for a three yard gain. He's gonna fall forward, and he's gonna pick up a blitz. That's it. I agree with you. He's done, dude. Financially, so, we're tied to him, but Tony Pollard should get the lion's share because this is his last. Next year will be Pollard's last year before free agency. Uh huh. Do something with Pollard, even if it just means building him up for a resume for the next team. You'll still get a compensatory pick, and maybe you can do that to draft the next Tony Pollard. Yep. Just move on from Zeke. Please move on from Zeke. He is done. We're not going to move on from He's going to be here next year. We can't really, can't well, really do anything. And you can't move on. Okay, I, I don't mean leave him off the roster, but let him take a back seat. And you know what? Maybe he comes in on third downs and big plays, and he can bust the move, but he is not your three-down back. He's not a workhorse. That's yeah. not what the NFL is. I'd rather have the little explosive guy than the big strong guy that can fall forward. That's just my opinion because you look at you know Austin Eckler, great shifty guy, little fucking guy that can just you know make big plays. That's what we need. Yep. Oh, and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy should have should have been fired. Do you want to talk about coaches real quick before we get out? Because I'm so disappointed that they said his job was never even in jeopardy, and that blows my mind that you wouldn't even consider letting this fool go. Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they considered it. But publicly, they won't admit it. Yeah, they said he no. was. They they came out and, and said not, his job was and never that's in not jeopardy. How you handle that either. Yeah, yeah. So publicly, they never admit. They would never admit he was in jeopardy. But bringing back Dan Quinn salvaged this for me because if we had lost Quinn and we would have been stuck with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy as our leadership, I would have been a lot more bummed out going into this year. But bringing back Quinn gives me hope. Um, I think. I think. Um, Sean Payton will be the the head coach of this team within the next two or three years. So since he retired, because we talked about this, if you would have get him now, you would have to trade for him. Mm-hmm. After he's retired for a year, is that void? I think so. So that and that's the only thing I could see. I'm like, okay, unless Mike McCarthy makes it to an NFC Championship game minimum, he's gone because you're not going to keep wasting these years. You're gonna br- you're gonna fire him. You're gonna bring in Sean Payton to pair with. Dan Quinn and holy fucking shit! If that's my offensive defensive minds, I feel good about that. I don't. I don't see a way. I don't see a way Dan Quinn's here another year. Past. They said he signed a multiple year deal. Well, you can void that contract. I know, but yeah. then again, they would have to give us a pick for that, right? I'm not sure how that works. Okay, well, but so he's here for uh, at least a year. I'm happy with that. I'm not gonna, you know, I know I can't have my cake and eat it too. So yeah. I'm just a big Dan Quinn fan. I I would have thought. If you're gonna make a move midseason, you're gonna promote Dan Quinn to your head coach and yep. at least fill that vacancy. Yep. And I'm just thrilled that we retained him after yep. he had multiple offers. So it's a lousy season. It ended with a quarterback draw as time ran out. It was embarrassing. You know, everyone took a shit on us, rightfully so, but we're still getting we're, been, we're still catching strays on social media. I mean, we're cowboy fans, dude. And we're diehard. We're, you know, we're from here, born and raised. We're generational cowboy fans. It's just what we're used to, man. I haven't been. I haven't been happy after a cowboy season ended since 1995. Like, when I was in elementary school. People were like, "You're are you just?" I'm like, "You can't be mad if you're dead inside." Like it, it happens every year, I, bro. I, you know, and, and history has proven like we won't win it next year. 
but McCarthy will be gone, and then we'll see what happens. Hopefully, right? Sean Payton comes in, and that's what sucks. Is I already see next year as a wash because I don't see Mike. I I texted you. I told you Cowboys can win it all with Dak with the team around him, but they can't win it all with Dak as McCarthy as his coach. I feel like he does nothing. The only problem with the way they've done this now is now you've got this whole Sean Payton thing looming over over the over his head for yeah. a year. And he's walking around essentially as a lame duck coach. The players are going to know it. The staff's going to know it. What's the fucking point? What was he before he was a lame duck coach, though? I mean, he he never came in here with any authority. He was never innovative. He never. I mean, the man lied. Yeah, he lied, no, to, get he lied in to get the job. That's what I said. He's never done anything to prove that he deserved this job. So it's like now he's got something over his head. Good. Light up. Hopefully that lights a fire under his ass because he doesn't deserve this head coaching job anyways. I just think I hated the way he got the job. <clears throat> they interviewed Marvin Lewis because they had the Rooney rule, and then they went and they hired their friend, and he hired all his friends. You know, That was a disaster. And that turned out that we had the worst defense in franchise history, and they bring in a real defensive coach, and we're all of a sudden we're top five. And it's like I just wish the Joneses would say, instead of hiring people you like, hire someone that makes you uncomfortable but makes the team better. Mm-hmm. They'll never do that. Last time they did that was Bill Parcells and Jimmy Johnson, and they combined for – multiple Super Bowls and multiple playoff appearances, they just don't do that anymore. They don't hire coaches that hold players accountable. They hire people they like that they can tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, it's just the same shit. Um, McCarthy's never going to win here. He had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he got one Super Bowl. Yep. And in his last – what was his last, like, two years in Green Bay? He was a – he wasn't even – it was like – 822 and one or something with like his last 31 yeah, he was games. Not it, was, good. it was ridiculous. He's he's not a good coach, man. He doesn't do anything. He's not innovative. He's not motivational. He's not a player's coach. He's not a front office kind of guy. He's just a guy with a clipboard. So anyways. He's a walking clipboard. He is. You know, Jason Garrett was a clapper. Mike McCarthy's a clipboard kind of guy. They don't do anything for the team. Well, I think anyway, then, like you said, that segment ended like the Cowboys season started off strong, and we just kind of limped it to the end, petered out. Um, Fucking QB draw. I get it. I get the play, but you don't run. You have to know the situation, though. You, you as a coach, you never call that if you have less than eighteen seconds because the operation of getting the the ball to the ref spot, which it, they did do that, the right? Way, they, that gave it to Biotish and just like let let's go, and they're like no. The, the judge has to touch that mm-hmm. ball first. And it's like, y'all know that. I mean, I didn't – I wasn't like, oh, you know, I wasn't like Mr. Knowledgeable, but if you're a professional football player, I think you know that. Yeah. And now I'll know it forever. You know, I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. line judge has to touch that ball first to get it set. Yeah. I'll remember it going forward. But the fact that they just blew that at the end and I was – I think I'd rather through. have two shots at the end zone That's with 14 what they said. seconds left yeah. from 15 yards further back than – and that was what they said. You could have two shots at the end zone from the 40-yard line, or you could have one shot from the 25. Why, double your chances. It's, it, was, it was infuriating, man. I don't know. All right. So The, be- the better team won, though. I'll say that. It's not like yeah. we choked it. San Francisco's a good team. Like, yeah. we lost to a good team. Yeah. So so let's uh, let's get into um, what are we watching and what are, we, what are we listening to, and we'll get out of here. All right. Am I going? You go. I'll go with what I'm watching first. Uh, so we were on maternity leave, you know. So we yeah, dude, yeah, <laughs> we had a time, we had a watch. Um, this was on HBO Max. It was called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." You know what that is? It was. Um, I've heard of it. Michelle McNamara, who was Patton Oswalt's wife, she was obsessed with the 
um, the East Area Rapist yeah. slash original mm-hmm. Night Stalker that she dubbed the Golden State Killer. Yep. So she she was like an internet sleuth that and was. She passed away. She passed away like weeks, maybe well, even days, days before, before he, was, he was. And she wrote the book. She did the research. I mean, she she didn't quite crack the code because it was like that genealogy that mm-hmm. like 23 and me. Oh, yeah. That's what brought him down. But she's the one that suggested all that. She was the one that suggested they do that that kind of study. And. I mean, she just did so much, and she was, like, self-medicating, taking a lot of pills and all this, which it, they said it died from, like, some kind of reaction to her drugs. So it, she wasn't, like, a, you know, like a druggie or anything. She was just probably self-medicating. But it was really sad, too, because they had a little daughter. But she just did so much. And I put the the first part of the show, it's really good detail. They do HBO, if you know their documentaries. They get the best interviews. So they had people that were uh, uh, accosted by this serial killer 30, 40 years ago, and they were getting these interviews. So the first part is really good about that. And then in the second so part, in the, hold on in the, in the interviews of people that were, uh, that were victimized. Did any of them get into how big his dong was? Tiny, tiny. He had a micro penis. Super tiny. Yeah, that's what they would show on the police records. They're like the victim states. He had a very, very small penis. And then it would be like next report. Reports were <laughs> micro penis. And I would just be, I was like, they would be like, they said they startled him and he screamed like a girl. Like these were original police records that they were writing out. And I was every time me and Claire would laugh because I was like, he's got a baby penis. And he screams like a girl. So there was two podcasts that I listened to. One of them was a super long form, like thirty episode, like podcast where they broke down attack by attack, week by week, kind mm-hmm. of like everything. And then oh, there was it span years. Yeah, and then there was another one that was probably ten or twelve parts, but. That was one of the things I took away. I was like, he's got a tiny dog. Yeah, they, they referenced that several times, and every time I loved it, it just cracked me up. But um, but anyways, they ended up capturing him. Um, he was like a former police officer yep. that just lived in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, also on HBO Max, was called Murder at Starve Rock. It was about a case of uh, 1963 women were murdered at a state rock, Starved Rock State Park, which was like a suburb of Chicago. And a man, Chester Weger, was convicted and sentenced, and he spent over 60 years in jail. And he's out now. He got paroled, and the whole time he's claimed his innocence and is just trying to prove it, which it's one of those ones where at the beginning of it, you're like, oh, he got he's guilty, right? Look at the evidence. Second episode, you see how the criminal justice system and the detectives kind of twisted it and forced a confession, and you're like, oh, well, now he's innocent. And then I think there was only three parts. So the third episode, you're like, you hear his statements from of course now he's like 80 because he spent 60 years in there and it's like they don't match up with stuff he's been saying and maybe he did know more because to kill three women they were like he couldn't have done it by himself you'd have to have like an extra person to like watch them or to control one or two of them so they're like well maybe he was the accomplice and he just you know never talked so i still don't know man like he's he got paroled out so he's a free man now but he's trying to clear his name and the more you watch it you're like i don't i'm not so sure if he's 100% 100% innocent. He might have played a part. He might not have killed him, but he could have been the one that held him at gunpoint while some shit happened. Um, those two were on HBO Max. Uh, Ellie got really into the Hotel Transylvania series. Yeah. So we watched two, three, and then last night we watched the Transformania one. Mm-hmm. It was the worst one of the four, but it was still pretty good. It was free. It was on Amazon Prime. Ellie really likes it. Last one I've been watching, King of the Hill. Nice. So when we brought the boy home, I was like, I'm going to watch the greatest father figure in TV history, Hank Hill. <laughs> so I've been watching. I started, I watched it on my paternity to leave, and I'm learning how to raise my boy the right way. And That's I right. said, it's even better as an adult, man. Like, I'm it's sure. funnier. It's way more wholesome. Like, Hank's a really good dad, and he's a really good husband. He just wants to provide for his family. Like, I relate to him so much. Like, 
Hank Hill for president. It's just like King of the Hill is one of the greatest shows of all yeah, time. I agree with you. So I'll let you talk about what you're watching, and then we'll do listening. Uh, watching not much. Uh, me and Lauren started uh, Suits. You mentioned that last time. Did I? Yeah. Were we watching it then? Yeah, we're, we were going through maybe, Suits. Maybe you just told me I think I, think, I, think yeah, I think I told you. Yeah, I think we're just hanging out. It was a USA time. show. It's about lawyers. Uh, <clears throat> it was really cool because the first episode – Shows how this kid just kind of falls into being a lawyer without a law degree or anything, but he's like super smart. He like got a eidetic memory where he just retains knowledge, and so oh, that's he, nice. He was he was taking, um, I think the I think he was taking bar exams for people. He's kind of like a not doing much with his life, but he, to make money, he would take bar exams for people, and and then he kind of got. Imagine being that smart where as a hobby you just take the bar exam from people. Right. You don't even give a shit. And, you and you're getting the bar exam. And you're getting like Harvard level yeah. scores. Wow, must be nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good for that guy. So he's kind of this underachiever and he kind of uh I mean it's an old show, I'm not spoiling anything, but he kind of stumbles his way, um, running from the cops into this meeting, uh, or this interview process and he wows the guy, and the guy hires him without a law degree, and so. And it ran for many seasons. It's like eight or nine it? seasons, yeah. Yeah, you, as a USA show, right? Yeah, USA show. USA yeah. had a good run because I really liked Psych and Monk, mm-hmm. and I remember I was really into Burn Notice. Yeah, I think those were all around the same time. And Mr. Robot was on USA. Oh shit, probably the best one. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I was thinking more goofy. Yeah, well, but like, it was Mr. Robot was. Should have been like an HBO show. That's or something. my favorite series of all time. It's really fucking good. Yeah, that we need to do a Matt Rush more of like TV shows. Yeah, like t- serious ones, and then like animated, and then like maybe like nineties sitcoms, sitcom like nineties yeah. sitcom. Yeah, you could do so many different yeah. topics. Um, and then uh, I just I get on YouTube. I don't have much time, so I get on YouTube and I'm watching like Jeff Cavanaugh content where he's you know covering different topics. Now he's moving on to the draft because him and Broadus are getting into I can't wait. getting into draft season, and they've got their podcast uh, Trust the Tape. Is that just them two? Or just thought- them two and Dane Brugler. Oh, man, I got to get in on I that. I think it's called Trust the Tape. And that's on, like, Spotify? Yeah, Trust okay. the Tape. See, I'd rather listen to that going forward than, like, How About Them Cowboys because I'm just going to be in straight draft mode. Oh, and About Them Cowboys will be, too. And I've, I've been listening to that over the last month, you know, with the the lead-up to the game, the game, and then all the fallout after. And is Brugler in both of those? No. Uh, about Them Cowboys is John Mashota, KT... Kent Garrison and yeah, I'm thinking Mashota. Then is that the, the third guy? Because I don't even know who you just mentioned, other than KT and um, another guy. But uh, la- episode before last, they had um, the guy from the ticket that retired, the Great Wolf, uh, Gray Wolf. Uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Anyway, um, fan listener. But yeah, I, I know there's going to be people who know you're talking about. Yeah, but they had him on for their kind of uh, more, you know. Post mortem on the Cowboys season, but yeah, been listening to about them Cowboys. Um, I've just been burning through the Dateline catalog because yeah, those are I, always good to just listen to like an hour of. I just there's four hundred and like fifty episodes, so and I just play them on, at work. And then I've been listening to the Donut Shop Murders. Yep. Um, I think you just started it. Very local too. It's I very mean, local. The lady was like from Duncanville, and, yeah, and then uh, they Mesquite. stayed in Mesquite. Yeah. There's Athens. I mean, all these areas are like those mm-hmm. are really close to us. Yeah. So I've been listening to that, and then watching just YouTube and um, and suits whenever I can. I'm about to. I think Lauren lost interest in Yellowstone, so I think I'm when I have time, I'm just gonna start burning through Yellowstone. I need to do that because Claire and I started showing like we started Righteous Gemstones. Shout out, baby, yeah. mm-hmm. and. 
I, I'm liking it, but we want, and you know, she just gets, it's a, she's a new mother of a baby. So I get it. She'll just fall asleep. And mm-hmm. I'm like, she's like, I want to watch it with you. And I'm like, okay, I'd really like to finish this. And I could finish it like in two nights. Cause there's 30 minute episodes, you know, yeah. 10 episodes, yeah. but I should do like you do and just burn through it when she's not yeah. paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, you good? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That's everything. All right. The other one, uh, listening to on Spotify, this one's called the shattered window. I could not get over the accents. They're fucking sexy Irish accents. Maybe, I don't know. Half just, the time they sounded Irish, and then they sounded like Valley Girls. It was yeah, weird. I just couldn't. I was the same way, though, but then I was like, you know what? I love that Irish accent, so I was digging it. But it's um, over three decades ago, seven-year-old Jacqueline Duwallaby vanished from her bedroom in the middle of the night while everyone else in the suburbs slept soundly. It's frightening for a parent to think that someone could sneak into the child's bedroom completely undetected. It's terrifying for a parent to think that they could be the suspect. This investigation, this investigative true crime series dissects a case that has polarized and puzzled the minds of those who know it, compiled using thousands of pages of files, file trials, transcripts, and archives, as well as interviews of those involved uh, and source audio. This is The Shattered Window. So, yeah, the, the dad, stepdad, ends up getting convicted and serving time, and the whole time, you know, he's like, uh, disputing his innocence and when they finally like just drop everything and just free him straight up after like a year and a half and they think they know who did it they said the criminal system there was just so embarrassed that they were like we're not even going to try to get anyone else for this so they it really just went unsolved because the local cops got such tunnel vision and focused in on the dad they embarrassed themselves so much mm-hmm. they wouldn't prosecute who they genuinely thought did it so it was just frustrating to hear and it was it was a very good episode though um Another one called Shadow of Truth. Whoops. This one, um, it says, it was one of the most haunting murder cases you'll ever hear about, and it takes place in a small town in Israel. Tira Radi was only 13 years old when her body was found inside a locked bathroom stall. She was viciously murdered during the school day, and yet no one saw or heard a thing. The police arrested the janitor, Roman Zadaroff, and he eventually confessed but this was far from being the end of it. Based on the hit true crime series from Netflix, the podcast Shadow of Truth will take you on a journey into one of the most wildest and most contested murder cases in the history of Israel. And it reach as it reaches its final resolution 15 years after it all started. So it explains it all. School girl killed inside the school. You know, um, they tried and convicted a man, but even the victim's mother never believed it. And she was one of the biggest advocates to setting this guy free and because she just didn't believe he did it. You know, they, they don't know who did it, but it wasn't him. It was another, like, forced confession, you know, where once you hear the how the confession was came about, it was like, yeah, that was, you know, it's completely shady. They lied to him, which they shouldn't be able to do. Um, one other thing, this was the new season of Slow Burn. So it's season six, and this one was – um, and if I've talked about all the other seasons of Slow Burn, and it's about a situation that – burns slowly and leads to like this tipping point so this was um it starts with the rodney king tape you know about him getting beaten and just how badly the police department was treating people especially people of color in the 90s and um there was there was another case of a 15 year old girl who was accused of stealing from a korean owned corner store but she put the product it was orange juice they said she was going to steal orange juice but she put it down and she turned away to walk out and when she did that the shop owner pulled a gun out and shot her in the back of the head holy shit that's execution style well the korean shop owner like a lady ended up getting no jail time and like 3 years of probation Fuck. and then it was like a few weeks later 
the whole Rodney King verdict came out. And again, everyone saw the video and all, all of them were acquitted of not a single day in jail. And that's just where this tipping point, the slow burn just boiled over and the city just descended into chaos. And they talk about multiple episodes were just about the riots and how fucking crazy it all got. And they were just pulling people out of cars and beating the shit out of them, leaving them for dead. Multiple people dead, hundreds injured, hundreds of millions of dollars in damages. But it just talks about, so the first few episodes is the buildup and then the, the outcome. So, um, and last but not least, I started this one yesterday. It's called um, Liberty Dies with Thunderous Applause. It's Dictators of History. And it's just interesting because it's like two Australian guys that do all their research and they pit two dictators against each other. And it's a tournament style. So it's two people. Um, they just give you the whole, all your information about these two. And then at the end, they determine who was the worst dictator that person advances. So yesterday, I listened to Julius Caesar versus Benito Mussolini. Mussolini was a fucking joke. He was the worst fascist leader of all time. <laughs> Julius Caesar easily beat him. Next uh, episode was Ivan the Terrible versus Vladimir Lenin. They this came down to like more of like historical context. They said what what Lenin started with the Communist Party and the Workers' Revolution kind of stood the test of time better. So Lenin advanced. Uh, this one was the best one so far. It was Genghis Khan versus Ding Xiaoping. And I wasn't sure who that guy is, but he's that Ding Xiaoping. But he was the one that kind of brought China after the the Mao Zedong movement. And he was the one that really made China what it is now. They're like, everything that's in China is because of him. Um, we were, they were accepting the league of nations. Everything now is manufactured there. He was the one that brought all that manufacturing and all that opened up China. That's who Jimmy Carter met with. Um, after they hadn't met, had relations for however long, you know, that's who Jimmy Carter met with, but Genghis Khan, who's my dark horse favorite, he advanced. And then the last one I would listen to was Xerxes versus Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein won, but it just gives you like all the history, all the terrible shit they did, which I love hearing about terrible things, and it's a tournament style. So next round, it's going to be these people pitted against each other. That's like taking a couple of your boxes right there. And, and yeah, I love, I love all that. I love the bracket style, and they're going to determine who's the worst dictator in the history of the world. So I'll keep you posted as I listen to terrible, <laughs> terrible people. That's uh, it, man. That's it. All right, are we done? I think we're done. I, I think I'm done. I think Claire's ready for me to join the family. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, this was fun. This is uh, getting back into the saddle. Um, guys, thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many we got left when we get back to it. How many listeners? How many listeners, yeah. You got at least four, because we'll listen to it. Yeah. All right, but for Matt. And Andrew. We're out.